Welcome to Run the Point Podcast. We're back after uh, the longest hiatus of all time. Um, I think the length between Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 3 was actually shorter than the length between our last episode and this episode. Uh, but once again, uh, I'm Scott running the point, and it's great to be back. Uh, in the room with me here, we have Alex. Hello. And uh, John T., our favorite podcaster. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, we have Brett uh, in via satellite. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a very different dynamic for me, but I'm going to try to make it work the best I can. Um, just want to say welcome back to our listener. Thank you for listening. Um, we had some issues with our distributor for the podcast before, and so because of that, um, the podcast was pretty much almost dead. Although, luckily, I was able to revive it with some CPR and a lot of mouth-to-mouth. And uh, so we can actually get going again. There's been so much going on since our last episode. There's no way we're going to cover everything. I figured what I would do for this first inaugural episode that we are recording via Anchor that will be distributed on um, Apple Podcasts and a lot of other platforms is we're going to stick with the content that we've always done. We're going to stick with the same format. We do have Brack That Thing Up. Um, we're going to do Ranks for the Memories later on. Um, and then we're going to talk about the NFL season and recap that and talk a little bit about the NFL draft. The reason that I had Brett come in, I didn't want him to miss the bracket because it's one that I think he's going to be very helpful with and very insightful about. We are ranking, listen up, NFL defensive backs of the 2000s. Mm. So that's going to be our ranking. So it's cornerback safeties of the 2000s. Got 17 here. Uh, 15 that earn spots and then one play-in game. Well, I already know number one in my, in my mind, so. So you guys already know how it goes, obviously. Um, the three of you, it's going to be majority rules, and I'll give a little bit of insight. Uh, let's just get right into uh, it. Alex doesn't really know the, like, the first half of the 2000s, though. That's, kind That's of why it. I needed Brett, because I'm I... I'm pretty sure I can handle it there, Chief. I've been playing Madden we'll since 99. I haven't even been playing Madden since 99. Well, get on the fucking you're train. You playing Madden when you're like seven years old? Yes. <laughs> That's why I beat your ass every time. Ooh, shots fired. All right, let's start wow. off with, um, I guess we'll start off Welcome with the... back. Anger already. Right? Um, we'll start off with the play-in matchup. Uh, there were some guys, obviously, anytime we do this, there's guys that get left off. So apologies to, like, Antrell Roll, um, Adrian Wilson, Pac-Man Jones, Bob Sanders... Those were some of the last guy, like four out that I had to leave off oh, the Sanders. list. That's kind of like a short for a little less. So it's kind of weird. Um, but these were the last two that I couldn't decide between, so I just made them the play-in matchup. Uh, so we're going to start with Aqib Talib versus Antonio Cromartie. And we'll start with Brett since he's via satellite. Wow. Oh, definitely Cromartie. I mean, it's only even for Cromartie as well. I feel like Tlaib kind of had like a stretch where he was super dominant, but other than that like that two year, three year span he was, I want to say average, but I don't agree with that. I think he was really good on Tampa, and then he spent some time in New England. He's, he was like definitely a better cover corner than Cromartie. Cromartie was better at high pointing it and catching the ball. And, and procreating. And yeah, all field activities. 
but uh, Cromartie <clears throat> moving on. So we'll get back to him in a little bit. Uh, you know what? Let's just start <laughs> off with with one of the harder ones. Uh, so this matchup here is Brian Dawkins up against Ty Law, and I'm going to start with John. Well, Dawkins is a Hall of Famer. So oh, here we go. It's not the only one on this list. So by default, I have to pick Dawkins. Even though Dawkins was, Law all, he was always a top two safety throughout his career up until his last like two years in the league. I feel like he was never the best safety though. Like I, I feel he like, was never the best safety. Where I feel like there was a period of time where Ty Law was the best corner in football. I mean, there was competition. Well, You'll see on the there's list. There's a lot but, more corners than safety, so there's going to be more competition. I mean, there's still two safeties yeah. per team. There's two starting corners and there's a nickel. The nickel wasn't as prominent back in the early 2000s. That was more like a 40% of the time playing nickel instead of like 60, 70% now. Brett, what do you think? Well, I'm just looking at some of the stats right now. Ty Law had um, 40 picks. 449 tackles, but he had 53 picks. That's insane. Uh, Camardi had yeah. like that. That's yeah. as many kids I mean, as Camardi. He did some damage, and he was on the Patriots for nine years. I mean, he was like a big. He was a big. He was a big part of like the early Patriots dynasty when they first started winning those Super Bowls. It was like him, Richard Seymour, Vrabel, Bruschi, but he was really the the main guy back in that secondary. Yep. I mean, Brian Dawkins. You didn't really want to go near him, though. He was always going to light you up anytime. You know, you got you got closer. You caught the ball in his his section. Um, I don't think he was known. He he did picks, but I don't really think he was. Known yeah, I feel like he was just a. I feel like he was just a hitter. That's it. He's a run Yeah, he was he was the leader. He was the leader of the defense. He made the four. He yep. four straight NFC championships. One Super Bowl didn't didn't win. I uh, like I said, he was like a top two safety his whole career for the most part. So, he was, he, that's a good one. point. He, he made, was like a Royce type. Being the leader of that defense. Ty Law was not the leader of that defense when he was there. Definitely not. Uh, at least with the Patriots. Not with all the Hall of Famers that ended up being there. But you could say that Brian Dawkins was the leader of, of that Philly defense. You know, it was, he had the defense and you had McNabb as the offense, you know, when they were there in Philly. Yeah, but is that Ty Law's and, fault that he wasn't the leader of the defense and that Brian Dawkins had to be? Or is that front office? No, I, mean, I, think, it's... I think being the leader is what separates the greatness. You know, they're both Hall of Famers in their own rights. Um, you know, Dawkins is a Hall of Famer because of him being that, that leader and, you know, such a strength on that defense where a lot of other guys were making plays. I mean, he was there getting, knocking people down, but you had, you know, uh, it was the corner, I'm, I'm thinking, Asante Samuel, you know. If it wasn't Cromartie getting picks, it was Asante Samuel getting picks there that bad. So Dawkins had thirty seven picks, so that's not in the scoff at John, who are you going with? Dawkins. Brett, who are you going with? Yeah, I think saying that I think I'm gonna go Dawkins now. Yeah, he had thirty seven right. It's gonna be hard to compare off. safeties against corners though. That's gonna be an issue, I think. Cause I mean the job is a little bit different. Alright, let's move on. Uh we'll go with a guy that Brett just mentioned, Asante Samuel. And he's up against let me preface this actually first why we're doing this bracket. One, because we've done quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers, and we're not doing tight ends ever. Um, but two is because lately, I don't know if you guys know, but there's been a Twitter beef between Richard Sherman and Darrell Revis. 
and they've been going back oh, and no, I they've that. been going back and forth on each other on on Twitter. Reva saying how it's not fair that Sherman only plays one half of the field and he's That's scared to cover man, and then Sherman's you know saying. I you know I I do my job consistently. That's more than you can say like for the end of your career and this this whole thing. So uh, that's why I wanted to do this one. So it's Asante Samuel against Revis Island, and I'm gonna start with Alex. That one's pretty easy for me, Darrell Revis. I mean, there's a reason he's Revis Island. I mean that dude. Granted, I mean to kind of make your point with the whole Twitter beef or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, you know, towards the end, he kind of fell off. But there was, what, five, six years where nobody threw to his side. I mean, the, uh, offensive teams would go in there with the game plan of, okay, identify where Revis is, throw the other opposite fucking direction, because you're not going to be able to get anything in near him. Yeah, I think he, like, from what I can remember, that's the first guy where it was really, like, we can't use that side of the field. Like, as great as, like, Deion Sanders was, you never really heard an instance where a team was completely avoiding him because he had so many interceptions. Yep. It wasn't... You can't look at Revis' stats because he didn't have, doesn't have a lot of interceptions to his name because no, the ball wasn't the ball well, not was going that, in his but direction. One of the, I don't want to say one of the first, but, like, one of the guys that was great in man and zone coverage. It wasn't, oh, well, he's useless. Again. You know, you, you make him fa- play in the zone, he's useless here or vice versa. Yeah, he, he was could cover resistant. You either way. Yeah. He could cover you either way. It doesn't matter who the fuck you were. You could be Calvin Johnson out there in the late 2000s, and he'd still go up and body you. Uh, Brett, Revis and Asante Samuel, what, what say you? Um, I'm going Revis. Um, you know, he doesn't have stats because, like you said, they just didn't throw to him. Imagine if he did. Uh, Asante Samuel was just a, a straight ball hawk. You know, he was more like Deion Sanders. He wasn't really making the tackles. Where Actually, Revis would make those tackles, too. He wasn't just, you know, um, a ball hawk out there or just a pass deflector. He had a lot of pass deflections to it. He had 140, and he only paid, you know, played 10 years. So, he, you know, he's, even though they weren't throwing to his side, anytime they did, he shut it down anyway. So... That's why I'm going to go with him. John, it, it's over, but... Yeah, Revis was the number one corner for like five, six years. Let's show some love for Asante Samuel, though, real quick. All right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that man, he... The stretch that he had, I mean, it was like I said, it was a competition between him and Cromartie that whole time um, with the picks, but I think Cromartie was more or less going after his record. You know, it was a battle, kind of like the home run race. In, in that span, but it was it was fun to watch. You know, it would just, he had uh, didn't Revis have a span of I think pick sixes too? I think something like that. I don't know, yeah, but. and it, it's funny because Asante Samuel, the majority of his success was on New England, and then he went to the Eagles, and he wasn't the same. Whereas Revis was on the Jets, and when he went to Tampa Bay and went to New England, he didn't play as well. So it's funny yep. that like Revis didn't fall into that Patriots. Oh superstardom and he actually ended up being worse when he was on the Patriots let's move on um let's talk about our first not only but our first Legion of Boom member to make this list that's Cam Chancellor and he is up against I'm gonna start with John here because you're the only chance that Cam Chancellor has because it's Cam Chancellor against Troy Palomalu <laughs> Sucker dick yeah we can just move on <laughs> I think Cam Chancellor's a better player. 
Palomalo, he he had a, he was clutch, but Cam Chancellor he didn't have to do all that because he had Earl Thomas. He had again, um, that's not a, a knock on the whole, the whole shit was. The but whole, that means that he had way more help than Palomalo ever had. We know the Steelers never have good defensive backs. Fuck Ike Taylor. Just no, they Townsend. had no, they had good defensive backs. They never had a great defensive back. They haven't had great defensive backs since Rod, Rod Woodson. I just wanted to say it in unison with him. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my boy. Paul moving on. There's like, obviously. We ain't gonna even have this discussion. I swear, Paul Mo wins. It's a. He is he is the number two seed overall. So. Ah. Uh, let's finish up this side of the bracket. We're gonna go with. Dawkins better. Another safety. I did try to get a good mix of like, corners and safeties. Uh, Eric Berry. Mm. The I believe, oh. semi-active Eric Berry. Uh, against a guy that was in a high-profile trade. One of the highest drafted corners in the history of the draft, and one of John's all-time favorite corners. Okay. That's okay. Champ Bailey. Oh, easy. And I'll start with Alex. Wow. Who was it? Champ versus Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Again, this is another instance where it's hard to match a corner against a safety because their jobs are different. Uh, Eric Berry was another one of the. I mean, he had the ability to go up and get the ball, but he was the run support type of safety. So, it's kind of hard because Champ was. Probably one of the best coverage corners we've He's ever seen. Uh, the number one corner for like most of his career, and then you had. Uh, I wouldn't say brothers. most because the last so. like five or six years he, he really so fell quiet. off. He was so quiet, and he just he fell off because he was on Washington. And Denver. He had a ten pick I'm gonna season go and an eight pick season back to back. Like he definitely took the ball away. Fifty. I'm gonna go picks. with Champ. Here, he's a top five corner of all time. I think Champ Bailey. So you're going with Champ? Absolutely. So no love to the um, like the cancer survivor. Wow, guys. Yeah, well, fuck him. All right. I mean, Champ Bailey. I like that. Like he's still twelve time Pro Bowler, nine hundred nine tackles. Yeah, so I didn't even realize he. I didn't even realize he played twelve seasons to be honest. Two picks. His last year, he was injured. So, so one pick less than Ty Law, but played at a higher <laughs> level. For a longer and it was the first time that it was a player for player straight trade that was actually a good trade. Who's the player, Alex? Like Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis. Straight Love up. Clint. That's yep. one of my favorites of all time. Whew. All right, so Champ moves on. Let's uh, go to. We will now throw our second member of the Legion of Boom uh, into this list, and that's Earl Thomas, the Better still active Earl Thomas, going up against Rondé Barber. And I'm going to start with Brett on this one. Oh, long day. Oh, man. I, I, I got to go with Earl. Um, you know, he, he's still do it all safety. Um, he was the, he, I facts. still think he was the leader of, of that defense. I'm kind of upset how he kind of left Seattle, but... Um, even at his age right now, he's still one of the best safeties in football. True. So I can't, I can't knock him for for that. And, you know, too bad. Like I said, the way he went out, it went down in Seattle. But you know, they cut that whole Legion of Boom just kind of out of nowhere. Also, again, yeah. with the knock against Rondé Barber, is we can never be sure that it was actually him every Sunday. It could have been Tiki no, playing corner. No, it was definitely him. Just Tiki was always hurt. 
<laughs> uh, John, Rondé and Earl <laughs> Thomas. Rondé is underrated, but Earl was a more dominant safety than Rondé was a corner. Yeah, I know you were a fan of those Buccaneers teams. I, I, he's on TV. In the Bucks defense. Brett, uh, Earl Thomas is literally on SportsCenter right now as we're talking about talking him. Talking about Eli's retirement. Like, yeah, I'd pick him. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, John, you're going with Earl? <laughs> and, Alex, I'm guessing you probably would have went with Earl Thomas? Yeah. Rondé is a little before your is, time. Well, another thing is Rondé played on, well, I, I guess, both equally great defenses, so I can't really knock him there. That was, that was a great, great I think Seattle's defense is better than Tampa's defense. That one year, 2012, was better than Tampa's 0-2 defense. They had, mm. they had some Tampa's 0-2 defense got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, both. whereas the Seahawks didn't they, really get they as much. Bennett, they There's, had, uh, yeah, but they're... Booger McFarland, I mean, come on. Booger was good. The winner of the play-in game, Antonio Cromartie, against the number one overall seed, Ed Reed. I don't think this is much of a discussion, probably, right? I'll start with John. No. Ed Reed. Brett? Yeah, no, Ed Reed. I mean, I actually don't don't agree on having Cromartie actually as a playing game. I feel like he should have been actually part of it to have someone else now. But, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah. Not that it matters. That's... That's a moot point. Uh, let's go with our third and final member of the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman, the now three-time Super Bowl appearance, Richard Sherman, um, against a guy whose shelf life was kind of short, but he was a very dominant corner in that time, one of John's favorites of the era, Namdi Asamoah, and I did say that correctly. Namdi I'll start Asimov. with Alex. Richard Sherman. No. John? Richard Sherman had like two years of being like number one. Like, right when Revis was, was falling off. Namdi was Asimov never was number like, one. Uh, how how can Sherman's, you say that when you said uh, yeah, Bailey was number uh, one the whole time and they played together? Basically the whole time. And Namdi, and, and it was like the last couple Namdi of years. Namdi only had, what, two years of being great. He was only elite for a f- two or three years, that's it. Richard Sherman's still elite. Yeah, but he's not yeah. top five. He's player. now led two different teams defensively to a Super Bowl. Well, he's a zone cook corner. Like you sound like Revis on Twitter. I'd rather have a man corner. It's hard to be a man corner. And Dude, no defenses are all zoned nowadays because you have yeah, to protect but, for the, but why, the pass. But why did Asimov came out of nowhere being good, was great in the league for two years, and then disappeared as fast as he was? Yeah, and now he's, like he now he's an actor. He's, he's so bad he's an actor now. He doesn't even associate or affiliate himself with football anymore. I'd rather have a guy that's top of the heap, maybe not the number one guy, but top five for five or six years than a guy that's the top of the pile for two years and then disappears. No, I wouldn't say he he only had two good years because he didn't go to Philly until he was 30. He was... Yeah, but he came out... Like, he wasn't... It's not like yeah, he was, was a guy a, that was drafted... He was good in Philly. Yeah, his first, his first year being good was his fourth year at eight picks and a touch. And then he was one, two, three, four... Five years on Oakland. Then when he got to But that, he wasn't good every year on Oakland. He didn't really hit that upper echelon until, like, year three or four on Oakland. It's not like he was a star right from the jump. Yeah, look, look. Richard Sherman has Right been. there, you got the eight-pick season as his fourth. Right, so it took him three years. Yeah, he didn't play. He played his first, his second or third year. First year, he didn't play. Yeah, why didn't, why didn't he play? It wasn't an injury. Know. And if you can't play on the Raiders, you're not that good. Uh, I think Osmo was. Uh, Brett, break the tie. Osmo Sherman. Oh, even Sherman. I don't think so. Yeah, Sherman's is better. 
If you ask someone right I mean, now, against this whole time, man. if you ask someone right now who's the best corner in football, no one, no, no one, people are saying Sherman. No, no, I'm saying right now, currently, who's the best corner in football? People are still saying Richard Sherman. He's still, and this is well, almost I, I, like Remus's, a decade into his career. Revis's you know, point was he got so he has help. He only thing he has to do is he doesn't have help it. now. They have no one over. The, yeah, he has an over top safety always. He doesn't. They have, but there's no talent in that San Francisco secondary right now at all outside of him, and he's still considered to be the best corner in the game, with no help. He doesn't have Cam Chancellor. He doesn't have Earl Thomas. He doesn't have Byron <laughs> Maxwell. He doesn't have Brandon Browner. He doesn't have any of Bobby those guys Wagner. there. He doesn't have. Well, actually, no, I'm not even. I mean, Fred Warner's yeah. Bobby Wagner light. Who would, so, so if you're starting a franchise, you would rather have Richard Sherman than Namdi Asamoah. Yeah, of Absolutely. course, because I know I'm getting over yeah. a decade of production rather than a few years. So yeah, if I'm looking at their careers, not only that, he's outspoken. Well, one year, one year. He is in the prime. Leader, like, in the prime, one year in the prime. I'm still uh, I want Richard Sherman. Sherman. What? Yeah, um, Sherman. Last matchup of the first round here. Anyone? Any guesses who it's going to be? Um, what names have I not heard yet? D'Angelo Hall, no. <laughs> no. You know what? I'm going to throw a dark horse into the conversation. Sean Taylor. Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper. All right, so it's Brett Boy, Patrick Peterson against, Brett, against Brett Boy, Charles Woodson. And I'm going to start with Brett. Woodson should have been like two. Why are they my boys all of a sudden? I know you like Pat Pete. You're the only guy I know that calls him Pat Pete still, so... All right. Well, uh, who do you got? <laughs> Darren Sharper should have made Pat, it easily. So Pat Peter, who again? Charles Woodson, Charles. the Heisman Trophy Man. winner. How does that not make it sixty-three picks? Charles Woodson has is what top? Charles Woodson's what top three or four in picks all time, right? Something yeah, like that. He is close to seventy. Yeah, played corner and safety yeah. effectively. He was a yeah, pro bowl. Yeah, he could. When he turned to a safety, he could hit. Like, I mean, came I, out. I don't know how he was in the number with him. I don't want to, but I think I got it. So, you're picking Woodson? Yeah. I John? Forgot, I forgot about Woodson. He might take it. Charles or Patrick Peterson? Woodson. He's good at two different positions. He could go against both sets. He might not be as good a safety as, you know, like Earl Thomas or whatever, but he's a great corner. That's another Charles interesting Woodson matchup. Charles Woodson went from a pro ball corner to a pro ball safety. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's a as good a safety as other ones, but he's a, a great corner. He's a top 10 corner all time in my book. He's crazy. Yep. Dude, he's, a great, picks. he's a great player. He's a great defensive back. You add in the return, man. And you add in uh, right. He's like, a great defensive back. Return, man too. played him anywhere, and he did, he did damage. That's why. So, Woodson moves on. Yeah. Good. I, I like Patrick Peterson. I don't think he's... As good as people make him out to be. In like three, four years. Uh, Just like Joe Hayden, like two, three years. Let's get into the second round, man. These <clears throat> these are actually tough in round two. We'll start with Brian Dawkins against Troy Palomalu. Fuck me. I still think Troy. Troy was overrated. Troy was a game Suck changer. my dick. He was overrated. He was always injured. Yeah, towards the end of his career. No, always injured. He had like four no, he was injured. Well, he was, he's like a middle linebacker. I mean... Think about how Ryan Shazier, he always got hurt because that man was flying around the field all the time, hitting somebody in every play. So was Troy Palomalo. He said, you know what, I'm going to take less hits. I'm going to start jumping over lines when they Good back. question, because you have the uh, the website up. How many blocked kicks does Troy Palomalu have? 
No, I'm serious. That's an interesting point. It's just a point. tough stat to, to find. Uh, I know it does. It, I they think it'll be two, maybe one or two. Brett's going, no, he's got so, more than that, Brett's going Palomalu, John. Dawkins, easy. Dawkins. It's Palomalu. He, he has 32 picks, 14 forced fumbles. Palomalu? Yeah, he has 12 sacks, 783 tackles. He has four, five, five seasons where he was out injured at least three or four games. Three games, sorry. Yeah, but those, still, yeah, those numbers are incredible. That, uh, Dawkins, it, if you can, if you compare it, thirty-seven picks. That's seven more, or what did I say, thirty-two or thirty? Well, he's like five more. Uh, Played more seasons though, too. So that's that's true. He has let's say twelve sacks to twenty-six sacks to Dawkins. He has th- over three hundred more tackles. Yeah, but played a lot more. Yeah, he did. Uh, three times as many forced fumbles, twelve to thirty-six. Eleven seasons to. 15 seasons. Yeah, so four plus four more seasons, plus he played more games. The stats don't matter. Palomalu is the better player. Daw- no, Dawkins was... He was the number one safety. But Dawkins is not a do-it-all safety. Palomalu is a do-it-all safety. He, he got sacked, Dawkins a one-dimensional tackle. safety. A run-stopper, big hitter. Really, neither one were great coverage, guys. They're both poppy in the mouth, you know, tacklers. Yeah, but one of them got a lot of interceptions that were cool. That was cool. <laughs> I'm know, just saying, think... Palomalu had to, like some athletic interceptions, man. Oh yeah, because you have to you have to think of the, the um, Palomalu. They they stayed away from Palomalu like they stayed away from Jarrell Rivas. Well, so a lot of his stats are underrated too because they just stayed away. You, you always have, they always said Tom Brady always said when you played the Steelers, there's one guy that you look for on that defense. Oh yeah, Alex Troy Palomalu, Casey Hampton. And he oh, went the opposite well, direction. Well, they're very comparable because Pro Football Focus has a uh, Hall of Fame monitor for for you know every position. Ninety six point seven three for Palomalu, and Dawkins has ninety six one eight. So he beats him out barely. So they're very comparable. The two of them. Comparable, yeah, but like, but I still would pick Dawkins on my team. Palomalu wins. Ed Reed, Earl Thomas. Fuck. Two Ravens safeties. But Ed Reed demolished them in stats and stature. That went a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah, Pretty sure Earl Thomas is bigger. Earl Thomas is shorter, but he's also more jacked. Yeah, but I'm talking about like... You know know what I see? Bill Belichick even said that he's the greatest defensive back he's ever seen. He he is better than Paul Bill Belichick. Um, We hate him. If he's given that respect... I think it's Gary on Conley, but... It's <laughs> Kobe Boyd. All right. Um, oh man, I don't... sixty-four picks, one below Charles Woodson. Ed Reed. Speaking of Charles Woodson, next matchup: Charles Woodson against Richard Sherman, and I'm going to start with Alex. This one's tough. No, not even. Well, obviously not for you. You picked against one of the guys in round one. So John says. John says Woodson. He's a Heisman winner. Yep. He's a, a Hall of Famer at basically two positions. So Sherman's going to be a Hall of Famer, so easily. First yep. ballot. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Brett, since Alex is con- looks constipated, go ahead. 35 picks compared Easy. to 65 picks. It's not all about picks, though. Again, it's... you got to stop basing your whole life on stats, dude. You, but he's just use the eye test. Just too. watch what you see. Is he a better coverage guy or five-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro for Sherman? Again, hey, all right, just stop still, stop, stop still... firing off stats. Brett, What? who do you pick? Woodson. 
Woodson. All right, so there it is, Woodson. I, I, for the mere fact that I don't think Sherman could move to, to the, uh, safety nah. and be as productive, where that's, yeah, obviously Woodson did. That's fair. That's fair. He's just a much better defensive back. Last matchup of the first round, I'm starting with John. Revis against Champ Bailey. That's, oh, that's two top ten corners. I think. Champ did it for longer. Champ did it for longer. Oh, Champ has better stats. But Champ did it for longer, and he was, I would say, the best for longer, because he, like, six years, so maybe eight years, I would say, for Champ. All right, Alex. Champ a and Revis. great Rebus. name. Champ Bailey. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Revis Island's a cool name, too. I mean, it's a cool nickname, but... Yeah, I've got to go with it. Champ. He did have the tenure on Revis, so to speak. Brad, you would have gone with Champ? Yep. Final four. Ed Reed, Charles Woodson. I'll start with Brett. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ed Reed. I don't want to. Charles but Woodson Ed did Reed. what Ed Reed did. If he played longer, his stats would have been through the roof. Yeah, he did have... And he also, he also would also return those, like, interceptions. Yeah, he was by far the greatest, so, the greatest pick six artist similar. we've ever seen. Uh, John, Ed Reed, Charles Woodson. Ed Reed was dynamic in the back, back end of the defense. I think he's the reason that Madden has superstar X factors. Like I think that yeah. I think Ed Reed is the reason for that. Yeah, I, I, I don't want because I love Chuck, but I'll go Ed. Stop chucking my wood. And Brett, not that it matters because I already know who you're picking, but Troy Polamalu against Champ Bailey. Troy. Champ. Alex. Fuck. I knew this was going to come down to me. But obviously. <sighs> I'm trying to be impartial here. Yeah, so pick. So, yeah, Troy Palmolo. Let's say if Troy Palmolo was like a fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneer his whole career. Think of it. Try to think of it Wait, like where's that. Where's John Lynch? Oh, he played until like 03. Yeah. <sighs> Love John Lynch. See, that one's tough for me because, I mean, Champ. Like I said earlier, probably one of the best coverage corners we've seen in our time here. But Troy did it all. But again, it's a position thing at the same time. You know, it wasn't Champ's job to come up and make, you know, tackles on loose runners. Uh, it wasn't Champ's job to come up and try to, you know, yeah, get no, up, yeah. Get the sack it was Champ's job to, like. Champ's job was to lock down his guy. I mean, he had to cover, it. like, Tony Gonzalez. You know, that's well, who. Champ, Champ's back was usually at the quarterback or at the quarterback versus fucking the safety facing. You know, trying to come in and make the tackle. So much different style of play. Champ Which is where I'm running into. Him. Also, Champ played longer. What part of this don't you get? Not yeah, you, seem to you, with this you do have to factor in though. Like Champ was going up against like you know, literally like Tony Gonzalez twice a year, Randy Moss when he was on the Raiders. You know, there were some big-time receivers he was facing. Um, Keenan McCardell, Vincent Jackson on the Chargers. Antonio Gates twice a year. David Boston when he was there. David Boston when he was there. That was my dude. Anyone else the Raiders might have had? Jerry Rice. Jerry, Jerry, uh... Tim Brown. Geriatric. Maybe not so much in the regular season, but when it came to the playoffs... Jerry Porter. Palomalu was facing top-tier. Yeah, I mean... Receivers and or tight ends. The Broncos didn't really... 
They weren't very good. Well, they, yeah, they weren't facing. He, was, he wasn't really covering Ocho Cinco or, or TJ. Again, his, not his job to cover. He's a safety. Make your decision. We're all waiting. I'm going to say Troy. On the sole, on the sole fact that he was able to do everything versus Champ being... I don't want to say one-dimensional, but... Be the a, fact that Troy could cover, come in and blitz, uh, and get the sack. Also, Troy had hair and champed in it, so. I'd rather have a, a, a top flight cover corner than a safety any day. Yeah, but at the same time, Troy was a safety that had the mindset and the vision and the knowledge of a middle linebacker as the anchor of your defense. Like Troy, if Troy was you know built differently, he could have been a middle linebacker, a coverage right, linebacker, well, and he probably would have. Yeah, been I don't know if greater. anyone ever really said Champ Bailey was necessarily the leader of a defense. No, that he was quiet. So, I guess that factors in. Uh, Brett, Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu. Ed Reed. For the finals. Ed Reed. There it is. Troy's my favorite Steeler of all time. I thought it was no, Rod Woodson. Well, Troy spent his whole career with Pittsburgh, where Rod did. He played for three, four other teams afterwards. So I um, any omissions on this list besides D'Angelo Hall? Dan, yeah, Darren Sharper. Um, well, Darren Sharper yeah. is controversial because he's in jail, and he was literally only got interceptions. No, he didn't he do was, anything he, else. He he covered his own. He, he did. He, he was, you know, I don't know. It's not based off man, but he was always a ninety-seven. Every goddamn year. Here I give me a nice and all getting picks. Here we fucking I'm go. I'm just saying. He Not based off Madden, but he's always on your seven. Oh, 98 speed. <laughs> um, That's why you get fucking spanked every time. Brett, any omissions? Sertan, Madison, Miami I'm trying to think. He really did bring up Patrick Sertan. I would take Sam Madison over Tony Camardi. I would not have put them on that list. Madison over Camardi. I would. No. Yes, I would. Nope. Yep. I'd, I'd take Dominique uh, Rogers Cromartie before I'd take what? Patrick Sertan. Um, I mean, could you talk, could you, oh no, Rogers Cromartie was more like 2008, 9. Yeah, like, I, there were some other guys that I left off, like Pac-Man Jones. Lori Malloy. Pac-Man Jones wouldn't make it um, any of those guys I said. Devin McCourty. Not Jason. Mm. What about, what about a, cor- a guy was a corner... But he was more of a return specialist. Do we consider him? Which guy? Who, Alan Rothman? his career, he was a corner. Devin Hester was actually a corner. He was a wide receiver. Shit, Hold on, I, time out. He was a wide receiver. I, he was both. He was both. At the end of his career, he, but he, was, a, he was a corner for yeah. most of his career. I mean, I wouldn't consider him just because he wasn't good at the actual position. He was just a... Maybe we'll do returners one day. I like Dante Hall. Uh, I want to see the, the linebacker. Dude, we'd, ha- we'd have to do the probably, like, as returners, like, maybe a bracket of 8, 16 would be, I think, be stretching it. Um, yeah, I can't really. I had some other people on a list. Uh, Charles Tillman. Yeah. Um, it's like guys that played Desmond, or Marcus Trufant. Some other guys. Jonathan Joseph. Joe Hayden, those guys were like on when I started making the list, well, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys, they um, quickly fell oh, off. Terrence Newman, he was, but he well, fell off. With Antoine Winfield played around that. Yep, Antoine Winfield, yep. Um, Adrian Wilson from the Cardinals oh, was a tough was, one for me to. The the, the pug looking face, he's like on the Bills cornerback with Newman. 
I know you're talking about. I, I know you're talking about. I just yeah, can't think of. Um, yeah, the, but I think we got. I think that was a good list. I would have liked to seen Sean Taylor on it, but he didn't have a long enough career. Four, three years. Yeah, yeah. like the, I'm, I'm not putting. I'm not putting Pat Tillman Sean on this Taylor. list. Brett, you're biased because that's your cousin. Who? Oh, Sean Taylor. Black um, no, I think there's a few uh, character differences, not character, uh, physical features. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. Same dick size, though. <laughs> you got a hog, too? Na- I mean, now, now that he's a skeleton. You got a hog, too, Brett? So far, I ain't got a hog. Um, <laughs> that's it for Brack That Thing Up. We're going to move on to something else. Um, Brett, you're all good, buddy. All right, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, later Brett. Brother. All right, so uh, we're going to move forward here. Uh, Ed Reed wins best defensive back of the 2000s. So now let's just get into some content stuff, uh, some stuff I wanted to cover. I pretty much, since we really didn't podcast, no, not really didn't, since we didn't podcast at all during the NFL season, um, you know, I just wanted to go over the season, do like a little season recap. Um, so what I did was I compiled a list of uh, three different things, the biggest disappointments of this season, the biggest surprises of this season, and then um, unexpected breakout players. So I'm just going to go over them and then have you guys chime in. I'm also going to reveal the first 10 picks of my first mock draft of the season, and we can talk about them as well before we get into um, the entertainment portion. So um, it was definitely a fun NFL season. It's obviously still going, but... Uh, the first thing I'll do is come up with dig- biggest disappointment. So I made a list. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, is seven. Is like player-specific, team-specific? I have specific. players and teams. Okay. Um, and then if there's any that I missed, you guys bring up some of yours. Corner we missed. And Enos Williams. He was great. Yeah, but he was mostly n- like late 90s. Ball, he was yeah. more late 90s, though. Uh, anyways, we've moved on. Um, so my first biggest disappointment of this NFL season is the Dallas Cowboys. I don't really know how they can't be considered a disappointment Playoff aspirations, Super Bowl aspirations. They come out of the gate three and zero, looking incredible. Dak's looking like an MVP. They, they beat Miami though, and then they end up finishing eight and eight, missing the playoffs. Head coach gets fired. They're a huge disappointment for me. Um, I feel like they're a dumpster fire too. Like yeah, inside the locker room. Like I feel like there's just. I mean, it's honestly been that way since as long as I can remember. There's a bunch of quiet. Yeah, but this might be the like. It's not necessarily so publicized, but, like, I get that gut feeling that, like, that locker room is so split and so torn, and there's so many fingers pointing here and fingers pointing there. I feel like there's no, like, real leaders. They're all quiet. There's no, like, big hype men, like like an Ed Reed to, like, a Ray Lewis type. Like, come on, we gotta gotta get together. Murderers? Yeah, they don't have any murderers on the team. All quiet guys, like... Dak I mean, Zeke is outspoken, but not in that way. No, he's Zeke, more of a fun loving. Yeah, no, maybe Tyron Smith could, but I don't know. Tyron Smith, I don't hear Tyron Smith talk. But I mean, Sean Lee, you would think he kind of yeah, comes to mind as like Witten. the guy that. He's more even Witten. Witten. I don't think Witten gave a shit this season, though. It kind of seemed like he was like, he's "Did I make the right decision coming out of retirement?" I embarrassed myself in the boots, so I'm gonna go back and play. Well, with I, you. I, I also think he was like, you know, teams got a legit shot at like making a Super Bowl. I want to play in a Super Bowl, and then they missed the playoffs, so he's. You know, pissed off. Um, I mean, Michael Gallup had a year. He won over a thousand yards. Yeah, I, that's a good. It's not a complete disappointment. Dak had the best season of his career. Like he's an MVP candidate. Zeke, you know, wasn't 
terrific, but he still had over four yards of carry, still had over a thousand yards. If he wasn't Ezekiel Elliott, you'd be like, wow, what a great season. He didn't catch as much, though. He should have caught more of the backfield. Yeah, but that's not That's not his fault. Yeah, they should have scheme should have been more towards getting him the ball. Well, another thing that me and Chris were talking about last night in regards to uh, the whole Jason Garrett thing is it seemed like earlier on in the season, Kellen Moore got a little bit more freedom with the playbook and was able to be creative and allow Dak to shine because Dak, at his best, is when he's allowed to maneuver around the pocket and not be just a pocket quarterback, but extend plays, find you know this guy here or that guy there. Dak's a mobile guy. He has to be able to you know have that free will to be able to okay, you know I don't have to just stand here. You know that's not the way it's designed. Let me do my thing and make plays versus later on in the year where it kind of seemed like they went away from that. Well, because I think Garrett knew he was fighting for his job. So he was like, I need to be the one Yeah, but you know what? At that time, at that time as a... Well, I mean, I can't say for Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones is fucking psychotic. But, <laughs> I mean, if you're fighting for your job and you come out of the gates 3-0 and and your offense is Why looking you super creative and, yeah. you know, the reason that your offense is looking super creative and creating all these opportunities and for the first three weeks they are putting up, like, what, at least... 20 points a game? Well, they face three bottom feeders, though. Yeah, but still. Hey, that's what you're supposed to it's do. It's NFL though. talent, dude. Bad it's team. NFL Washington, talent. Miami. They didn't make the schedule. They just did yeah, what they had to you, do with it. They went five and Well, I'm saying is the creative nature that Kellen Moore brought in initially, and if you're a head coach fighting for your job and you come out the gates 3-0, and putting up 20 points a game, even if it's against lower competition, why would you shy away from that? I mean, this is the reason why you hire these kind of guys for your staff being, you know, a defensive coordinator or whatever the case may be, is to try to help take some of the load off of you and enhance, you know, certain areas. And if Kellen Moore's play calling and giving Kellen Moore that creative freedom was what it was working as and what it was doing, then... Yeah, why I mean, stray, why stray away from it? They just were victim of, like it's been every year, a terrible head coach that shouldn't be a head coach. Like Jeff Fisher should never been a head coach. Like Adam Gase shouldn't be a head coach. Some guys just shouldn't be head coaches. Maybe they're good coordinators, not really in Jason Garrett's case, but he just shouldn't be a head coach. I do want to shout out, and I've already done it, I guess, multiple times because I've mentioned him, Kellen Moore, his first year as an offensive coordinator really early on. And I again, I think it's attributed to. Yeah, I mean, the offense looked good. Like, that's the thing. Their offense looked good, and there were times where their defense looked unstoppable this year. I mean, the defense took strides. They just didn't put them both together in yeah. the same game. Well, that was a, another thing that I was discussing last night with Chris is in the hopes of uh, with McCarthy coming in, maybe McCarthy, you know, will take more of the defensive responsibilities and just kind of not necessarily shy away from offense, but, you know, sit down Kellen Moore and be like, hey, look, I don't even I'm know if focus. Kellen Moore's been retained. As, often, uh, he, as of right has now, he? as of right now, he has, and I hope they. Um, he, he had a position. I hope they still, you know, it. hang on to him. But you know, in the hopes and the thoughts that you know, Mike McCarthy sits him down, and be like, "Look, I'm going to take the lead on defense. I'm handing well, the offense offensive to you." Guy, though. McCarthy's offensive yeah, guy. He, he yeah, but he's an old school offensive no, he guy. Changed, so he said he, that's why he got hired because he, he supposedly changed up his. He didn't change goal, anything. Blah blah blah. blah. But if that's the case, if that's the case, I mean, McCarthy's clearly a better head coach than. Well, all right. Yes, Garrett. I'm a better head coach. Horrible, I'm a better head coach than Jason Garrett. And I've never Garrett coached is, a football team. Is an average coach. Well, maybe bad. maybe the culmination, maybe the culmination of McCarthy's year, old school, not run it down your throat kind of ability, having team. Zeke with the creative nature of Kellen Moore. Maybe that'll create some sort of fucking hybrid, crazy offensive love child. Well, I don't think anything's gonna happen um, because they have Cooper. He's a he's coming back. Byron Jones. They the, can't. The only guy that's gonna be missing is Byron. Cool. There's no, they're, they're in sync. 
how's their defense going to be shot? Sean Lee's he's done. They, Sean, Sean Lee's been Lee done for a, ten years. Yeah, I think still, you're forgetting like what was he number fifteen? Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, Abouzier, and Lewis at the top two corners. It's fun. Yeah, Lewis had a great season. One of this the year. best fucking Byron pass Gomes rushers their, known to man. Best corner by far, though. Well, yeah, not by far. Not this year. He struggled this Abouzier year. Abouzier is a. If he were anywhere else, not playing behind. Yeah, he could be a he number be one a corner, number one and guy. Lewis stepped up this year. He can be a number two. They still have Anthony Brown play, in the slot. Well, not only so that, but the, the defensive ability of Malik their Collins. linebackers. You have, yeah, they're going to lose Malik Collins and Byron Jones. They have, what's their, they have a first, first round? No, they don't, because they have to for Cooper, didn't they? They have a first round. Oh, they do? It was yeah. just one, it wasn't two? Positions they can replace. They'll, I mean, they'll, it's going to be a similar team next year, and they probably yeah do the same thing. Another team that was a disappointment for me that – Probably doesn't really need to be talked about much. I feel like they weren't talked about at all the entire season. That's the Rams. Detroit wasn't either. Coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, yeah, the and then they don't even make the playoffs with pretty much the same, not only the same team, but a better team because they went out and got Jalen Ramsey and didn't lose much from that Super Bowl team, yet didn't make the playoffs. Meltdown. Offense looked like absolute crap after they had a great offensive season the year prior. What the hell happened to Todd Gurley? I mean, I mean again, fucking... that was but that was no going into the season. I mean, they weren't even sure how much he would play. They knew there'd be regression there. That's why they drafted Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I feel like if their offensive line gets put together next year, then they could make I mean, a run again. They have a decent. They don't have a top tier offensive line, but I mean, no, they're, they have they're, they're average really at bad. best. They're I mean, I pass and run both. I think they'll be a good candidate for like a bounce back team. They don't have money or picks though, so I don't they, know how they're they literally have no money and no picks, they so they, to... they they can't improve anywhere. Maybe trade a receiver. Maybe Cooks. They should trade. They should one thousand percent trade Cooks. Cause maybe they'll come in out of left field and trade Gurley away. Get that off the books. No they one's gonna want Gurley. No value. The the, the, the running back is uh, Henry's probably not get paid this year because the running back value is going down because it's proven Gurley Zeke went down after he signed his guy. I mean, he's still a Pro Bowler type, but he's, he's not producing like he was you know two years ago three years ago yeah wow he didn't run for 1800 David yards Johnson, this year calm down really guys levy on bell but yeah, that's not his fault yeah, that line sucked too but still it, it's proven that you david don't johnson him. had one great year don't even fucking yeah that don't him. he's not david in that johnson same category trash. he's but not he had a battle line he's, he's not in that same category they still got um still the rams problem is they're old on defense outside of like ramsey they're they were relying on sue clay matthews littleton's a free agent clay had like eight and a half nine sacks right but i'm saying they're relying on guys that you know are going to regress, and That's they have a great. ton of free agents. Keith Talib got injured. Michael Brockers is a free agent. <coughs> uh, Littleton's a free agent. Yeah, Littleton about to get paid. Uh, and yeah, there's still guys. Paid. They still they have all their money. You know, they have so much money wrapped up in Goff, and now in Ramsey, yeah, and in Gurley, and in Tyler Higby, and it's like they still have to pay Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's a free agent. They still have to pay John Johnson. They still have to pay Samson. Abukum. Ekubon. Ekubon, whatever the fuck his name. So is. So there's like they just are going to get depleted over the next couple of years, and they never, they don't believe in drafting, so they can't I mean, get any young you, guys. I mean, I get it. If you get a good player for a first-round pick, and it's a starter, you're going to have... Yeah, the problem is, though, they don't have first, they don't have seconds second, or third, so yeah. it's like, you're not getting any starters. They overpay. They're like me and our franchise. <laughs> They're like <laughs> Dan giving 130 points to a 35-year-old guy. <laughs> I uh, got two more teams that I feel like were huge disappointments. One, people were picking for the Super Bowl, myself included. That's the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, what a shit show of a season. Like, I think 
their, and it wasn't their just. Issue is the and offense. we can't give the whole blame to Trubisky. Like he no, gets a lot issue, of it. It's the offense young. in general. They don't have a top flight running back. No, they don't have a and top Cohen's flight a receiver. change of pace back, and that's it. Allen Robinson had a great season, though. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't put him. No, as no. Top twenty. They have literally no tight end. There's no presence of a tight end okay, on that team. Trapped. Yeah, but none of them broke out. He got she, 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 Adam Shaheen, and they have what's his name, the Super Bowl Philly special hero Trey Burton. But like. Yeah. They have no presence of a tight end on that team. The defense played well. Can't the run the ball. They made David Montgomery look like absolute trash. I mean, he had his game. He had a couple good games, but... Trubisky, we know, he looked like absolute more. trash. He needed to run more. He, when he was running... Well, they don't have more. a running back to run it in the no, issue. Him. Trubisky. They don't have the... And the problem was the, the line wasn't very good, so they couldn't even Nagy, design runs. Nagy's offensive system right now just isn't working because Mitchie T has nobody up. to throw to, and he needs sure-handed guys. Yeah. You know what? A tight end looks like they, a tight end, and, and line, maybe do they still have money? I, I they're probably middle of the pack money wise, but you don't ever you don't really. AJ Green? It's not in their nature to go out and, and get big free agents. though. that's never been something that they really do. They probably more likely to get like a Nelson Aguilar, a little bit of a lesser signing, Yikes. but yeah, similar to like Anthony Miller and Gabriel. It's not like they they don't need, but they, they certainly need, need they need a tight end because Trubisky. If he needs to develop more, you need to give him that safety valve. That he can throw to. They need him. No, they, they need, need to draft either a tight, a tight end. end or a sure unless, unless they can get Austin Hooper or Hunter Henry, they need to draft. Hey, there's a bunch of. Well, this is a very deep tight end class. That's what I mean. Like if you can, if they can get if Bryson you, Hopkins or well, they don't have the pick one of the Bryant trade. They, yeah, but they don't have to worry about getting no, one in the first round. Yeah, they, they, they can get someone in the second, second or even third. But man, they just look like straight trash. They need and I mean, a tight end. honestly, their secondary is really not that great either. Outside of Eddie Jackson, they're like, fuller. I know you don't like him personally. No, I just don't. I never know which one is which. One, they're never good like the same season. So it's like whenever Kyle's good, Kendall's not, and then vice versa. Is he still on the Bears? There's one on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kendall's on the Chiefs. Yeah, I think. yeah. Kyle's still on the Bears, but like they don't Kendall's have a second reason. corner. Like, you know, Amukamara played like decent when he was there, but he's old. Yeah, and he's old and slow. They they need a lot of work on that team. They need an offensive coordinator that can run that offense. They really should have looked into getting like one of those young, like college type guys, uh, O yeah. coordinator. And your second team's Cleveland. Oh, uh, last one is Cleveland. It's got to be fucking meltdown. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I picked, I them, picked them to them win the a division. I didn't pick I them, them to the go, but I, I certainly them for the division. I well, so my biggest disappointment is I have the Browns and just Baker Mayfield listed. Because hey, what the fuck? Because Baker's well, Baker's a big part of it. Yeah, he's second in the league in interceptions, which Odell. means you're really first because Jameis is zero in interceptions. He's so high, he's zero. <laughs> you go out and get Odell. You pair him with Juice. Juice. Nick Chubb, Nick oh, Chubb no. had a great. The, the only bright spot is really with Nick Chubb. They that defense was him. phenomenal coming into the season. Well, um, the defense on paper looked great. Yeah. But it didn't produce like Olivier Vernon is done. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing for it. I don't want to blame it on injuries either, but I feel like having lost in Joku for pretty much the whole season. Yeah, but you have OBJ and Jarvis Landry. They like, still need a left tackle to protect his ass. So. Yeah, I mean the, the Yeah, but Baker's mobile enough to where he should he, be. He's able overrated. To... mobility is overrated. He's still middle of pack if not worse. He's he's Besides all the old, take all the old quarterbacks out. He's one of the. Um, you can name. Do me a favor, real quick. Um, answer this question. Are you fucking retarded? He's he's not. As <laughs> mobile are you fucking now. retarded? Everybody, he's not as mobile. Uh, Dak's more mobile. Wentz. What are you? Fu- uh, Wentz is. I. Top they're about five, the same. Top, I, no, I'd say Wentz they're about the same. Way more mobile. They're about the same. Athletic wise, 
His escape ability. Yeah, well, you know what? Dak half black, so he's automatically going to be more mobile. <laughs> um, the only area where I feel like injuries did decimate them was the secondary. Like, Denzel Ward missed a good chunk of the mm. season. Greedy Williams was hurt. Um, Demaris Randall played well for them. I mean, they had a little he's bit of bright though. spots, but... Well, they need someone in the linebacking core, too, there. Oh, yeah, Joe Sherbert, their leading tackle, and he's, he's a free right. agent. Yeah, he's and they've had no talk of, of a contract extension. But... The they got a new head coach class. in, and they got a new head coach in. Like, Freddie Kitchens, one of those guys that shouldn't be a coach. Their biggest oh, mistake they, they was letting go of fucking the Greg Williams, was it? They're the guy that took over halfway through last year. Yeah, I mean... He's never a good head coach, though, Greg Williams. Yeah. Um, they did I, pretty fucking good with I, him at the I helm. think they should have gone harder after Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer. Oh, I, I I think Kevin Stefanski's... I think he'll be a decent head coach. Like, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Like, Minnesota has been consistently good over the past I mean, five, ten years. this year kind of sucked, but it evened out. But, I mean, they're, always, the they're a perennial playoff team. I mean, offensively, Dalvin had a great year. Thielen was hurt, but still had a decent year. Diggs had a pretty decent year. Kirk Cousins, had a, Kirk Cousins had a great year. So. We all know what that defense does. Defense yeah, but Stefanski was the offense coordinator, so, I mean, you got to yeah. really only focus on yeah. what they did offensively. And not only that, though, they did it. Minnesota doesn't have a great O-line either, so Stefanski was able to make – the best out of a crappy old line which Cleveland has, so maybe they'll find different ways to use them. So there's a little bit of hope for them, but they're becoming like a New York Knicks type team where it just seems like nothing they do is correct. Like, well, I mean it's been like that since they came back. But yeah, but it wasn't but it wasn't as highly profiled yeah, I mean, for a while. They're like they're falling under the radar, like no one really cared. Now they're because of the guys they have in the team, Mayfield, OBJ, these guys are spotlight guys. Too many mouths. So the trade OBJ, which I think is gonna happen, because I've seen so many rumors the last two two months. I mean they probably should at this point. Like if he doesn't want to be there and you can get assets for him, then you probably should. At least one first you got wait they get up two first for him? Get at least no one. they gave up a first in uh Jabril Peppers. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, right in the middle of talking about biggest disappointments on the NFL season, we talked about the Browns. That's all the teams that I had. Browns, Rams, Bears, Cowboys. Baker Mayfield was one of my players. The other one was Phillip Rivers. Yeah, 23. He old. That was a huge disappointment for me. It, like I feel like it's a disappointment for him. He should feel disappointed in himself. Oh, I'm like, sure he does. He's... He's ultra intense. The line was garbage, but still, like, the same line. The line's line. always been, yeah, the, the, like ever, you know, since like the 2010s, their line hasn't been very good. So it, it's that that's not really the excuse. I just don't think he cares anymore. I feel like he should retire, but he's just being stingy and won't retire. He's got like, those 50 kids. He's got to, you know, have retirement. I'm sure Philip Rivers has made more than enough money in his lifetime. <laughs> I to take don't care know yeah, of his kids. <laughs> He basically made 250, 250 he, million. He's he, got 10 kids or whatever. He was a big disappointment because he's usually at least a guy that is in the middle of the pack when it comes to like his numbers at the end of the season and like where the team is. They're usually like within seven and nine and nine and seven always. Tough and he just seemed like he just didn't care. And now he's moved full time to Florida, so I don't even know if he's going to be a Charger anymore. I heard he's going to. The Bucks. I'm like, that's horrible. Yeah. And then I heard David, they're going to trade for David Johnson, which that wouldn't be good because David Johnson's shot. Um, it never was. But I mean, shot. Yeah, Phil to me was a big disappointment. The only other one I have, it coincides with something else. But um, Nick Foles, that whole contract. I called it. The whole contract was a disappointment. Like, and then Foles in general, that was just a huge disappointment for that team. I called it. Um, I, I like Foles, but. 
he's not a star quarterback. No, he's and he shouldn't be. 10. And he shouldn't be paid like one. No. He should well, be paid like, like twenty-two mil. That's that's probably mil. What the fuck nowadays. happened to that defense? He too. shouldn't be making more money. He should be oh, making the Jax, same. Ah. He should be making the same amount of money as like Chase Daniel. Telvin Smith retired. That's a big, big part. He fucking retarded. The Jags old. They have like three guys over thirty. Calais Campbell is old. Okay, there's one. Hot, well, a mixture of old and people retiring. Three guys Smith. versus the rest. Tevin, Tevin Bryant hasn't panned out. How he was a first round pick. Telvin retired. That's the Miles Jack was injured. He was injured. Yep, for, he was injured. He you can't blame that on for a lot of the season. Dude, Boye's the overrated and been overrated. Boye's pushing thirty. And anyway. he's been overrated. Anyway, he was always overrated. He had one breakout season. Got a huge contract. They have a safety. I don't even... They don't really have a top flight. They safety. don't have Cipri so anymore. They had, they had, so so basically, they had Clay Campbell still. Playing. Oh, they have Ronnie Harrison and so he's still developing. And so they they had Ramsey for half a year and. No, he was sitting out game like he oh, was. He was in only like, like three games. Yeah, he was sitting so out that's games. Why, and so shit. yeah, that's why the defense was. They had a bunch of shit happen. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they were bad. Um, bigger surprises. This is a little bit of a longer list. Oh, uh, actually, first, any other disappointments you guys can think of from the season? Well, These Detroit. Are just um, they should have at least been nine. No, seven. Detroit's not. Detroit I mean, was never expected to be good. It's not a disappointment if you're not expected I mean, to be you good. Go from nine to. Three wins. It's still they like, never they never should have had nine wins though. They always are in that eight nine. They're like a right. Dallas. No, they're like a Chargers. Um, no, I'm gonna Dallas. say the Jets with the way that they started off, they're primarily so defensively. The way they started off the season, it was like what three games in a row they allowed less than like two hundred. Yeah, but their total. defense even after that wasn't the problem. It's the fact that Adam Gates is a terrible head coach. Yeah, but they didn't I get the ball to Livy on Bell, and they had no one to throw the ball to, and then Darnold was kissing people and got mono. So well, I figured they, I figured eight and eight was fair enough for him, and you know we really see a big jump in the offense in Darnold's second year. I mean, so I'm gonna go ahead and call that. Uh, they finished 7-9, though. Yeah, they, like, they picked it up towards the end of the yeah, year. They yeah, like but, five, they went like five. But you have to understand, this is a team that literally has no offensive talent around Darnold. Including Le'Veon Bell. I figured it was going to be very similar to the Bears situation where the defense controlled yeah, the game. And but they the go problem is the defense wasn't points. as good as the Bears defense. Yeah, but I figured the situation would be, you know, defense goes out, controls the game, offense comes out, scores 14 Not only points, that, might get they one from the defense. Two playoff teams out of their games. division. And those pesky Miami Dolphins, so... Cocksuckers. I didn't expect much from the Jets. Cocksucking like, Coke blowers. It's a couple more years, because they, they still have a lot of holes to fill Fucking on that roster. Steelers, man. Um, let's move to biggest surprises. The biggest two, I think, are, are pretty easy to say. One of those teams is in the Super Bowl, and that's the 49ers. I mean, they're definitely I don't want to say it's a surprise, though, because last... Did you I mean, think they were going to be in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl? No. Uh, Did you think they were going to be Super Bowl? I thought really This is a team that picked run. second overall last year. They won three games. Well, they lost yeah, but going into, la- going into last season, looking at it and everything like that, bringing in Shanahan, obviously having Jimmy G, uh, the backs that they brought in being McKinnon and Coleman, having Breida, Most having sure. that three-box set. Yeah, three but you set. thought they'd be a good team. You didn't. No one thought no, they'd but, be in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, in that division, too. I think they're a year ahead of... When, Everything unfolded last year. No receivers. When everything trade, unfolded yeah, last year, I thought three years from now, these guys are going to be unstoppable. Right. This year two. And last year, I also want to attribute it to injury. I mean, they lost Garoppolo, what? Well, week obviously. Six? No, they lost, like week three. Yeah, he didn't play much. Wasn't? Yeah, it they was lost, early. You know, they lost a lot of people really early on last year, which kind of put a Right, I'm not saying hole. that they shouldn't have won three, years, three games last year, but it's still a surprise that they're in the Super Bowl, given... 
what you were looking at going into the season just on paper. You're like, this is a maybe a fringe playoff team, maybe nine wins, ten wins. I, I saw them at a, a ten win mark. Certainly so. not thirteen wins, number one seed in the NFC Super Bowl appearance. Like I said, they're, they're ahead of schedule. That defense really, Jesus fucking Christ. Other big surprise for me, the Titans. Because they're another team that's similar like to the Chargers and how the Lions used to be. They hover around eight, nine wins every year. Sometimes that gets them into the playoffs. Sometimes they miss out by a game or so. Yep. And then it won't happen next year. Go, you know, going into the season, it, going into the season, it's like, oh, you know, we got Mariota. You know, we this is kind of his last chance, you know, to prove that he can be a starter. Not really sure what you're getting with the receiving. We have a young receiving core. Corey Davis hasn't produced at all. I mean, AJ Brown was a rookie coming into the year, so you didn't, you know, you didn't quite know what you were getting out of him. The thirty-nine-year-old tight end. You know, and then defensively, it's like you don't know what you're getting from Jeff- Jeffrey Simmons because he's a woman beater. You wouldn't know what Harold Landry was going to give you in year two. So there are a lot of questions, and then they come out. Defense, defense looks incredible. They Derrick look fast. Just, they look young. Derrick Henry did what Derrick Henry's been doing. He just, I mean, he just with better quarterback play. Getting finally, more, he's getting more. He's getting more carries too. He's career high carries. Yeah, because they're not trying to. Because before, a lot of the offense was like, we're going to try to run options with Mariota and do different things with him. And they were trying to do too much. Sack the box so they can't run it. They really simplified it, and it worked for them. Yeah, a very simple offensive system. Yeah. And very run heavy, which is interesting to see in this modern age of football. You don't see teams handing the ball off. Yeah, I put down the Titans and Ryan Tannehill as big of surprises. Not Derrick Henry. That's not a surprise to me because. He was always good. And yeah, and he he's did this last year. Like he had a stretch, like a yeah. three, four game stretch where he just went off. Like he does this, but Tannehill to be a backup going into the season, one of the better backups, granted, but a backup going into the season who never did anything worth a damn in his career. And then comes out and drops dick. To yeah, just to play the way that they did and get him to an AFC championship and a ten point lead in the AFC championship game at one point, like And not only that, plowing through one of the Super Bowl favorites in order well, to Well, first them. of all, beating the Patriots, which is, hard, right which is hard enough in the playoffs, and then That's you go in and beat the MVP. Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, so there were surprises to me. I did put Lamar Jackson on here. Not a surprise that he'd be good, but I, the pe- leap, there are a lot of people that, that didn't made. think that he would be the MVP this year. The leap I mean, that he made from year one to year two. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, oh, Lamar's going to, you know, we might have something here where, you know, Going into the draft, it was like right. kind of one-dimensional. If you were to ask people going into the season, a QB is going to win MVP, and said who, they would have been like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Those are the guys that were getting all the hype. Aaron Rodgers. No one was saying, oh, yeah, definitely going to be Lamar Jackson. Lamar's like, have you heard of me? I'm kind of fucking That's terrible. a surprise There's to me. There's going to be regression next year. So. Um, I don't like think so. A lot. I think he's going to throw more picks. He's going to get... I don't think so. I, I mean, he's fast as fuck, but... There's no way he could put up, what, 1,200 rush yards and why not? Why not? throw, what, what six, seven why, picks? Why not? He's not as accurate as it seems. Like, he's definitely good. What does rush yards have to do with accuracy? No, I'm saying, I'm going to come You literally just mentioned rushing yards and then talking and, about accuracy. Yeah, I'm saying he's not getting as many yards. He's not getting 1,200 again. Why not? He's got to face the, all, an awful Bengals defense twice, an awful Browns defense twice. The Steelers, and a young, the the Steelers defense is very good. Yeah, the, the Browns could I'm be saying, good next year, though. They could Not be. defensively. They, they have nothing. They have no one. If, to, there's no one on that defense that can stop the run. The corners don't stop the run. 
That does like nothing. He doesn't have, stop the uh, run either. Miles Garrett's a D lineman, dude. He, he might not even play next season. We don't even know I, what I this. He was suspe- not only that, but Lamar can outrun him. That offensive true. line. Yeah. That it's offensive true, line in Baltimore is pretty fucking good. It's great. They're not. Yeah. He might be better next year. They might have. You know, and not only that, but we go back to the other discussion. Everyone young aggressive. quarterback, what's his best friend? Good tight end. And they got about He's seven got of three them. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone regresses. Mahomes still regressed. He, he, he got hurt. That's the only reason he regressed. He didn't miss those games. His numbers would have been the same. Okay. And he's in the Super Bowl, so yeah. he didn't regress. Uh, Shaq Barrett, surprise for me. Very nice. To I come out like and get it. 19 and a half sacks after being a rotational wasn't pass Alex, rusher. Wasn't Alexander last year's version? He did nothing. Alexander. Bills? Leonard Alexander? No, he's talking about the old fuck. Yeah, Leonard Alexander or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Yeah, he he's been a, like three he's sacks. Been a, maybe. I don't want yeah, to top tier, but he didn't get. First of all, he didn't get nineteen and a half. He had like fifteen and a half. Yeah, yeah, but he's always been a guy that's hovered around ten. No, never. I, I mean, he, I, first of all, it's been like three years now since he... I thought it was last year. No. Really? <laughs> no, he had a good year last year, which is... Yeah, he had like a, very, a fine year last year, which but... Which is very nice to see because he's 37 years old. Um, Definitely Shaq Barrett, though. No one thought going into the season the sack leader yeah, would be... Yeah, like beforehand, beforehand, you're going into the season, who are going to yeah. be the sack leaders? Shaq Barrett's like not right. even on Nobody the Nobody thought list. it was going to be and Shaq Barrett. And he comes out and... Sack that's his new name, Shaq Barrett. Dude, he's going to get paid so yeah, much. Yeah, he is. He's no, getting a homer, it's going to be Barrett. Um, I also put Scary Terry on here. Yeah, baby. Because that was a pretty big surprise. Because pe- there were people who didn't even know who he was. Third Yeah. Um, and then I have two more. One is Carlos Hyde. First thousand yard season of his career. Right after it was like, oh, you're on the Chiefs in the preseason. They just cut him, and then he. They wish they had him. And then he goes to Houston and runs for over a thousand yards, gets him to the playoffs. Looks like he's got a rejuvenated spring in his step. He's still not, he's like 28, he's still not old, he's just never... Yeah, but he's a big body back at 28, being a big body back, it takes a toll on you more than... Yeah, plus he was never fast, so it's like, it's not like he was fast and he became slow, he's always always been been slow. you know, run up the middle. Every year the league keeps getting faster, so... And he's not getting any slower, I mean, any younger. Uh, I have one more, and it's obviously without a doubt, in football in general, the biggest surprise of all, that's Joe Burrow. But we won't even we don't even have to get into that. But that is the biggest surprise of the football season. Any other surprises for you guys that you can think of? The Bills. See, I don't think that's a surprise because I think they were. Now hold on. I think they were a playoff team. Well, but the the sheer dominance they come out in the last, I'll say last five weeks of the season, the sheer dominance they came out with. I mean, one of the best defenses in the league. And an off, offensive-minded coaches that know how to use Josh the personnel Allen. that they have. I mean, the progression of Josh Allen. Yeah, he's but no, there, he's still, but... yeah, he's still. Like, he's not fully. <laughs> and he looked like fucking trash in that game against the Texans. Like, he didn't even know he was playing quarterback. But it's getting Devin Singletary going. I'm sorry, Motor Singletary. That's his name, Motor? The Motor, yeah. Getting him going. Like, he got healthy in the second half of the season was big. John Brown really stepped up for that Cole receiving Beasley core. throw into that as Cole well. Cole Beasley because... had a nice season for them. Yeah. I mean, they still got some. Yeah, and, and like they're in. It's I was new. Uh, stick to football. Bleacher Report um, podcast earlier today actually, and they had Brandon Bean, the Bills GM, on Who, there. Who's the Matt Miller and those guys? Okay. They had Brandon Bean on there, and he they were asking about the success, and he said like it was going out and getting offensive linemen, signing Mitch Morris. They signed Quentin Spain. They drafted Cody Ford. They got mm-hmm. Ty Neschke in there. He mm-hmm. was saying that that made a huge difference because they weren't able to run the offense they wanted to last year. With Cordy Glenn and those shit I mean, we knew the that they defense had. was going to be what the defense was. Right. Your favorite safety duo in, in all of football. Warrior. I mean, name a better one at this current point in time, at this moment. 
I said your favorite. I didn't say the best, but that's fine. Um, and then I have unexpected breakout. I have two guys on there. The only two guys it should be. And these are like players that you, no one ever would have predicted they broke out. The first one's Raheem Mostert. Yeah, baby. I mean, he was on six different teams, including yeah, Miami. And then he comes out and drops dick in the fucking AFC or NFC championship. Well, and he like had a great season. He yeah, had like he had over great... 700 rush yards in a committee. They all had about that. <laughs> and then the second one is both of your boy, Gardner Minshew. I wouldn't say he's my boy. I just think he's funny. Like, I mean, I don't think that goes great. hand in hand with the disappointment of Nick Foles. I never Foles. said he was going to be like a superstar. Or John, star even, you I left like him, him as a starter in Madden because, oh, he's 86 overall. 84, but I mean, that's good. Yeah, how many games you win? That's because of my skill set. Uh, how many games did he win, Gardner? Not many. Five. About the same as you. Five? I think he went five and five, five and six. About the same as you. But definitely a breakout there because... No one expected that. It's more of a lore thing than his actual playing ability. He's just a funny, fun guy. Yeah, I, He's that's comparable. That's to gonna go away. Field. It's gonna so go away. They actually, it was on. I think it was um, Coward Show, and they compared them. They're pretty similar, and even college. Yeah, it's gonna go away though, like the lore, because now that he is actually the starting quarterback, he doesn't need to overcompensate by being like this crazy personality type person. Well, it wasn't even crazy personality; it's just the stories that he had of stuff that he did in college. Right. You Broke know, the mustache and fucking. That's what I'm saying. That stuff will go away because one, it has to, because with all the shit that Baker does, and then it's like they had this terrible season. Coaches are gonna be like Baker. You gotta stop this shit and like take it seriously. That will happen with Minshew if they struggle next year as well, and he's sitting there worried more about his social media presence than he is. They need they need to bench Baker after like another outburst, like after a loss. I mean, I mean, yeah, but they don't have anyone, so they they need to invest in a backup quarterback. Then, well, you don't bench bench the guys that you draft as your franchise. So we can cry. Yeah. You don't bench the guys you draft. As you do just sport, to man. set an example. Normally, no, but I would agree with John. Like, dude needs to go to scared straight is, camp or he something. Is so like, eccentric. He needs to stop it. Yeah, he does. Every, every week and every week and it does, that doesn't win. What quarterbacks that does do that? Yeah, he needs a kick in the pants. He's a he's a leader of the team. He's he's a face of the franchise. No, none of the top quarterbacks are, are like none that. None of the top quarterbacks have personality Quarter- and have no. That's not that's not. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is kind of like that. Yeah, they but come out and speak. Their Aaron Rodgers. Really he does. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does stupid mustaches. He he says stupid shit, but it he's just elite. so happened that Baker, Baker is an elite. He don't have that talent to to back it up yet. He, he, can't, he can't carry a team like, like A-Rod can. So yeah, when he, he gets to that point... He didn't he gets carry them all that far, did he? I mean, 13 wins. I'm not I, gonna yeah, are they in the Super Bowl? I'm not going to knock a guy for speaking his mind. Are they in the Super Bowl? No, I mean... No. He's, he's a, he needs to know his place. And I'm, when to I'm do not going to knock a guy for speaking time. his mind. That's because of maturity. That. He needs to learn that. That's a life thing, not a football thing. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid does the same thing. And, you know, he, Philip Rivers is very vocal. Besides no, for the, he's not. I've never heard him shit. actually talk in his whole career. I've never I heard have, him say a it's, word. It's all like, oh, we should have done better. We shouldn't have dropped balls. You know, we have hope for the rest of the season. You should be a better quarterback. <laughs> I'm a Hall of Famer. I should be a better quarterback. Uh, all right, so let me now reveal my the top ten picks of my first mock draft. I'll go from, I'll just go one to ten. Doesn't make sense to go from ten to one. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm more surprised at 10 than 1. Um, 1, Cincinnati Bengals. Any guesses? <laughs> Joe motherfucking Burrow. Notre, yep. Notre Dame ball boy. It's nope. going to make me sad. Joe Burrow is the pick there. But you know what? I supported him all year being an LSU quarterback. And, I know, don't I do think there's... I guess. There's literally... I don't know if there's ever been 
for me, like, more of a surefire pick at number one. Like, even with Andrew Luck, it was like, maybe RG3 would go one. There like, was a push, but... After the way he jumped up, but there's no chance. There could be a push no, again. There is a 0% chance Joe Burrow does not go number one to the Bengals. That There's no chance. They're not trading the pick. I don't care what they get offered. And they're not not drafting him. I don't care how okay Justin Herbert looks during the fucking senior bowl. I'm just there's saying, no I'm, chance. I, I, I'm starting to... Well, Joe Burrow might be the most complete skill set wise because he's got mobility. He is the not, most complete skill set wise. No, not like you know Lamar Jackson mobility, but he has the ability to extend plays or even you know if you need a, you know if you know it's not there, he can tuck it and run, get you six yards here or there. Um, extremely accurate, extremely accurate. Uh, obviously, has the ability to throw the deep ball, um, and him going to Cincinnati. Although I don't like it because Homer. Um, him going to Cincinnati with the receiving core that they have, well, I, mean, I like it a lot. He's he, only two guys. One broke out. One still has it. He's always injured. And but, it's AJ, so. but they have the deep ball threat in John Ross. Their premier guy being... And it's actually three guys because it's Auden Tate, John Ross, and Tyler Boyd. I Tyler Boyd, obviously their I number one him. guy. He's got... I mean, he... Not the most sure-handed guy, but he's sure-handed he's enough. He's inconsistent. This, and then, this, it's the most slam dunk draft pick since LeBron to the Cavs. Like, yeah. well, literally, think, the kid being big, from Ohio, Ohio, going to a franchise that needs a major facelift, and you get like a good kid that's going to be the face of your franchise that needs not needs a quarterback. I mean, needs most things, but they can't get a first rounder for Geno Atkins, but. Like there is no, there, I, there's never been a pick since I've been watching watch the do NFL. That that's gonna happen more than this pick. So that's number well, one. I'm really excited to see the combination between him and Tate because Tate's basically a tight end playing wide receiver. Um. Yeah, but that's assuming he gets on the field and gets a number two or number three spot. Well, Boyd has an issue staying healthy. So does Tate. Yeah. So does Ross. So does Green. So does uh, Eifert. Maybe they need better trainers. Not be there. Maybe they need better trainers. Eifert's not going to be there. Eifert's a free agent, I believe. He is. Um, Number two, the Washington Redskins, Chase Young. That's the most slam dunk number two pick ever. I don't know know about ever, but... I think so. See, I'm not so sold on that because they have a good pass rush to begin with. They don't necessarily have... And don't get me wrong, obviously Chase Young is... I don't want to say generational. All world? He's, yeah, he's he's a difference maker. But do you want to spend your second-round pick on something that you're already strong Actually, the at? Redskins don't have a second-round pick. You mean second I'm, overall? I'm San Fran. They have the same thing. They have four first-round Yeah, but they round. didn't really have... Okay, so San Fran's in the Super Bowl because they invested in their young defensive line. And so teams are going to pick up that trend. But at the same Al- time, Allen, do you want to use that sweat. for... I mean, there's... Great corners out there that... Not at number two. Alex, it's it's a number two overall pick. Corners don't go number two. Running backs, receivers don't go number two. You have to see what the trends are. It's quarterbacks, pass rushers, and O-linemen. That's it. Maybe a different trendsetter. That's it. And you don't pass up on... Who is a difference maker? Washington is Old as fuck at corner. They have Fabian Moreau. They're not old as fuck at corner. Okay. Like 23. They got other picks, but yeah, he's the best... Talent-wise in the draft, they all those yeah. Are sure, so but my point, my point to that, and they're, you're probably right, and I wouldn't, you know. No, I'm mad. definitely right. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad or like outraged that they go there, but 
if I'm the general manager of the Redskins, I have to consider picking a different position. And then you would no longer be the general manager of the Redskins. <laughs> Why do they need a pass rush, though? That's my Every team needs a pass That's how you but win in this league. No, do they? Look at the, Pull up their stats and see how many sacks I, they have this year. They're the league. bottom of the league in sacks. Who sacks on that team? Ryan fucking Sweat Kerrigan? Still Sweat, Kerrigan. Sweat didn't do anything this year. He struggled. Kerrigan, they want to get rid of Kerrigan. Sweat struggled because they're playing him in a 3-4 when he's a 4-3 guy. They don't have the personnel. Uh, they need to switch to a 4-3. Or whatever his name is. They need to move to a 4-3. Yeah. And you play young and sweat on the edges. They and will. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen at the DTs. You and get rid of Ryan rush. Kerrigan. They are going to look like they're, they're trained. Then your, your defense now looks like the Niners defense. Granted, they got to get a corner in there. I'm just saying you have to consider the, op- the option. The only thing going... you consider is a trade-out. If the team's like, I need to come up to two to get Tua. Then and like you can go back. So if Miami wants to come up from five to two... Yeah, if you're the Redskins, take five and take an yeah, extra first smart. rounder. Then, yeah, that's smart. But, but that's the only other move. But, no. After what we're seeing from San Fran, it, the league, it's the NFL, it's a league based on trends. When the Wildcat got big, everybody started doing a Wildcat. When something else gets big, everyone's now that the Niners have Fred had this right blueprint, now. and that's the formula, is to invest in this defensive line and build the defense and disrupt the quarterback, that's, that's what we're going to see. smart. You need to be a build your lines, offensive, defense. They already have a very good defensive line. Though, it's still not point. right. They have a very good line that then can become great and yes. be a top five, one of the best in the league. Look, when yeah, you have yeah. to get to Dakota Prescott every single year, great line. Like right, you got to penetrate that Dallas line again. You got to get to Carson. If you can get a hit on Carson once, he's going to get hurt, no. and you, <laughs> that can win you a game. It's a situ- the way that I'm seeing it. It's and you know I'm. I expect him to go at two, but I would have to at least consider the option. Do you strengthen a strength, or do you... It doesn't it's matter. not you as big of a best, strength as you think it is, though. That's the, the thing. Okay, it's not as big a strength as you think it is. Matt Unitas fucking sucks. I don't care if he's Madden hasn't rated an 83 overall. He's going to get a run, though, obviously. He's right, but to... he's not a... Pa- right, so I'm saying he's not a pass rusher. Montez Sweat, I love Montez Sweat and his traits, but he didn't do anything this season. What? Ryan Kerrigan is in that Clay Matthews range now where, like, he's getting older and slower and he can't stay on the field. It's really – they don't have a strength on that defense. And good teams don't draft um, – they draft best available, the good teams. The, the, well, they're not a good team. I, I mean, if they do it, then they're, they're starting because they got new – they got – I mean, and Rivera. not Ron only that, Rivera Ron, Ron Rivera. teams draft best available if you – No. Okay, so say, for example, Washington, hypothetically here. Has the best defensive line, but they need someone at a tackle. Then you would trade out. Or draft More a tackle. Likely. Not at you two. Don't you draft. don't overdraft, though, just because I mean, you need it. If you have, like... You don't take a field. guy second overall that's ranked 20th in the class just because no, you need a tackle. obviously not, but I mean, like, you know, you you don't always draft the best available. You have to also consider Most your of the time team you do. needs. If you're that if he's that generational, which he, they say Okay, he is. well, here's another okay, best available. Say fuck it. San Fran had the number 1 pick. Joe Burrow's clearly the best available. Do you draft him? No, they no. probably draft Chase Young. I mean, most Joe, Joe Burrow isn't the number 1 rated player on most people's boards. He's only still not. It's still Chase. Only quarterback needy teams he's won. And he actually no, he's probably two, but they need uh, a face of the franchise. Uh, no, he's, isn't gonna be afraid he's of one of for them. Um, number three overall, Detroit Lions. Um, Interesting. Yeah, my pick here is Derek Brown, def- the defensive tackle out of Auburn. I think they'll get someone trade up. I do think there'll be a trade. I didn't want to do any 
proposed projected <laughs> trades. I do think eventually Miami comes up, grabs that pick to take Tua. I'm, I feel I feel seventy five percent certain that that's going to happen. They're going to give up their third first. It seems like that's that's a lot. It's it's only worth like a, a late second. Give up a first like their third first rounder to jump up. Yeah, but that's a start. Two spots to get Tua. They I can mean, get that. All their picks can be starters. It's scary when you yeah. when you suck that badly. A f- seventh rounder can be a starter for you. I nice to have eight and a half sacks. That's I nice sucks. And he'll be on a different team next year if they're smart. Sweat had seven, not bad for a rook. Um, yeah, Derek Brown there just because I don't think they're going to take Okuda at three because they, have, because they have Darius Slay, because Justin Coleman had like a pretty good season at corner. Well, here's another question. Is Brown that much better than Kinlaw, or is it... Um, He's not that much better than Kinlaw, but I think he's a better fit for... The Lions. You have to understand their defense is Matt Patricia coming from New England. They like those hybrid DTDN type, Richard Seymour type guys. Derek Brown is very similar to how Richard Seymour was, so it's a but perfect Kim fit. I don't Kim see them. And he can also pass. I don't see them taking Okuda. Um, I don't see them taking like a linebacker. But an interesting thing would be if, if Washington does trade out and get a load of picks for number two overall, say San Diego wants to get. Yeah, I mean, well, there Detroit is no, there is no San, steal. there is no San Diego, but. Well, L. A. Detroit gets a steal on Chase Young. That don't would be crazy. I don't I see that happening. I would want that personally, but I, I, I don't see that happening. There's no, I don't. There, there makes no sense again for the Redskins not to take Chase. I know, but if they're getting like two firsts or something like that, they're going to do it. He's worth... the. I'm sure they value him more than two first-round picks, though. Like, if, yeah, I don't think Oakland's two would do it because they're pretty late. Like, if last year, if you can say, like, I can have Nick Bosa or I can have two firsts, most teams are going to say, give me Nick Bosa. Especially after the season he had this year. Uh, number four, the Giants. That's where I put Jeff Okuda, the corner yeah, from that, Ohio think, State. If he's available at four, yeah, I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. They literally don't have a number one corner. They don't have a number two... They don't have a number three corner. Or do you take a wide receiver? Like, they have Sam Beal. They have... Well, Slayton broke out, so it's not as... Yeah, yeah. At this point, corner, like, they literally have nobody. And a pass... Do they have a pass rusher? They They don't, but there's not a pass rusher that should be... They just defense needs a hole. Yeah, you got to get Okuda. I can see Brandon Sheriff going there. Shut down corner. Right, because other positions that they have, they can, you know, try to spend. You can get a receiver. They don't necessarily need a one. They get A.J. Green. Because Sterling Shepard coming back healthy, Slayton, Engram... It's it, there's enough they there. Tate, That's not yeah. the worst receiving core you can have. You don't need like you can get a receiver round two, round three, round four in this draft. I think it's Okuda because I don't I don't know who else. Corey Ballantyne. San Fran doesn't have a star. I mean Sanders is old. Now. I mean Debo's getting um, there, but I don't even want to hear it because they made the Super Bowl without. I mean, I'm saying receiver, you don't need a star. So. Exactly. Right. That's my point. <laughs> point exactly. And again, that's the blueprint. So um, plus you got George Kittle. Number five, Miami. I think we all know this pick. That's Tua. We can just move on. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Number no, you want me to. number, s- number six, the not San Diego, LA the Chargers. LA Chargers. I I have them selecting Jordan Love, the QB really? out of Utah there. State. Um, for a couple different reasons. One, they need a quarterback, whether it's for this upcoming season or the following season. Two, Philip Rivers just moved his entire family to Florida. I don't think he's back on the Chargers next year. He doesn't want a mentor. I heard that. Like, right. Three, all the reports out of the Senior Bowl is that Love has catapulted Herbert as QB3 in this class. Really? Um, it's only been a couple days. He's been, been making some throws. He's getting comparisons to Mahomes. So 
just like the arm strength, the style of play. Love's got a fucking rocket ship. And he's he plays his play style. And he even said in an interview, like, I try to model my play off of Mahomes, you know, with like the crazy passes and things like that. Again, it's a league based on trends. So if you see, you know, if if that's what works, not only that, you're in the same division as Mahomes. You want to go out there and get the guy that's most. Is that grape smeared off? That's what it smells like. No. I mean, it is great. But it's not this like is a sports great. entertainment podcast. I don't. <laughs> I um, so yeah, Jordan Love to the Chargers. I, yeah. The only thing I say to that is that. Uh, first of all, let me preface with, I don't like this pick. I don't want this pick. I don't think it should happen. But based on everything I've been hearing and how it seems to be trending, this is what I think will happen. Well, Eason, was it, was the argument that I've made against Tua before He's not at the is senior the bowl. conference that. Oh, that's true. He plays in. What is it, Pac-10 out there? Utah? Utah State. They're not, they're in like the, yeah, they're not, I don't even think they're in the power conference, are they? Yeah. The level of competition out there is really not anything to. Yeah, so, well, well, that's the counter argument of like, he he was the Jameis Winston of college football this year. He threw 20 touchdowns and 17 picks, but he had no one to throw to. So, the counter argument is if you put him around guys with talent, guys who know how to run routes, coaches that can tailor an offense to him, that he can be much more productive. But we'll see. Uh, more times than not, that's usually a bust. So I wouldn't risk that. I mean, I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't take any QB in this class that's not named Joe Burrow to a, or Jalen Hurts, but I'm not making these I picks. I said he's been doing not very well. Um, number seven, Carolina Panthers, Javon Kinlaw. This one, I don't want to say this one seems like a lock, but they seem to love Javon Kinlaw. That's from so what I'm hearing from the Senior just... Bowl. And you know Carolina historically, and I know it's not the Ron Rivera regime anymore, but they love their defensive linemen. So that's kind of, always kind of a staple. They don't have, uh, you know, do you Gerald McCoy is take, old. Quan Short's take old. A linebacker now that Keekley is officially retired? Um, I think Shaq Thompson can move Simmons. into the to the mic. I think that Shaq Thompson, Simmons is dropping a little bit on boards. Really? I think that Shaq Thompson can move into the middle linebacker space. You can get, it, it's easier to get linebackers than it is to get like it is deep dominant pass too. rushing defensive tackles. It is deep this year too at the linebacker. They usually uh, do get a, a good sack. And, and they too. seem to really like Kinlaw and Kinlaw has almost pretty much cemented himself as a, a top 10 pick at this point. That seems like a good pick. O-line, O-line's also on our they do need an O-line bad. They There's do. so many needs at this point. That. But you have to understand, these young coaches don't seem to value offensive line as much. You think about, like, like McVay, you know, with the Rams and Matt Nagy. Like, they're not investing in the line early. So, he like, Matt Rule may have that same sort of philosophy where I can build an offense. If I'm throwing the ball out quick, I don't need the greatest O-line. So, like, why waste a top 10 pick? Just get pass blockers later on. Get a max sharping, you know, in round two or round three. Well, at this point, Cole... QBs are more mobile anyway. I'm so. not spending a top ten pick on almost like I'm not spending a top ten pick on a lineman the way the league is now. Like, I mean, you don't see pocket QBs coming out. And they have like, like and McCaffrey's so good much. catching on the backfield. Like if protection breaks down, whoever their quarterback is, just throw it to him. Number eight, Arizona Cardinals gave them Jerry Judy, receiver out of Alabama. Him and Fitzy and Kirk and, Fitz or, and the other three receivers. I think Fitzgerald there. mentoring him would be would be really nice. I think it might be the other way around. Retires. He, he's no, already, he, he just already, resigned. He's, yeah. Yeah. Yep, uh, he's yeah, coming back for one more year. Never mind then. Um, I think that's a good fit. They need to get a number one from Fitzgerald. least. Christian Kirk's a, a nice receiver, but I don't think that's gonna happen. He, because he's they a number did draft two. Like four receivers last year, and Fitz he didn't retire. Okay, so. but were any of those receivers Jerry Judy? No, 
Did they? Are they even close? Can they even sniff his jockstrap? No. I mean, they're like third, fourth. Exactly. Round they're not first round, round guys. Round they need a lineman, but again, I just I see a trend. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of linemen go early in drafts we'll anymore. I'm I just we'll don't. Unless you're, you know, Panay Sewell from Oregon next year. Pino Sewell? Yes. He's a fucking mauler. But, oh, he'll be the number two. He's the number two or three pick next year. He it's Lawrence and then either him or Fields. That's done. Mauler. He's um, one of them Hawaiian fucking guys that went to Oregon and just fuck shit up. But Kyler looked pretty good <laughs> this season. He had a pretty decent season. Now you get him a legitimate weapon. A guy that's a terrific route runner with some with speed to burn. It's a good fit. Number nine, Jacksonville Jags. I want AJ Epinesa. Ooh, um, I like Calais Campbell. Don't know if he's going to be back, even if he is. But do you take a corner he's what, or a safety there? They have two picks. They're not a safety. They have two, they have two first rounders, so they can address corners. Sec- and Christian Fulton's good, but he's not top 10 good. Like, if Okuda's gone, there, there's no corners to be going in top 10. Not in the top 10. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. He's a, first of all, he's a Florida defensive back, so he's going to be a bust. Uh, Keanu Neal. I'm sorry. He's a, you're right. He's a Florida corner, so he's going to be a bust. Safeties are great. But their corners. Who was the last corner Who? that was drafted? Joe Hayden. How long ago was that, Alex? You weren't born when Joe Hayden was drafted. And he's really flamed out after his first four years. Yeah, you weren't born when he was drafted. But Tease Tabor, fucking uh, Quincy Wilson. Oh, like he's better than Tease now, though. Any of the guys that, like, any of their corners don't seem to be working out. Epinesa fits, like, they, they like those hybrid defensive and defensive tackle guys, fuck. like a Taven Bryan. He's fast as fuck. Um, but they, they've been drafting, but, I mean, I guess so. Same, same. Scheme. That's what I'm saying, and that's what they like to or do. They're Jay losing Ngakwe. We know he's gone. Clay, Clay Campbell might not be back. Was he the breakout star? The, the breakout star last or, year. I wouldn't be oh, surprised the if they went Simmons there because he can play that hybrid safety linebacker. Yeah, I mean Simmons. Like I said, I, he seems to be falling on the top ten. Everything I'm hearing, Which is but to me. He's f- yeah, it's just some teams seem to be intimidated because they don't know what to do with him on defense because he's um, so versatile. Stick him fucking anywhere. So, and that, that seems answers that question. Epinesa to the Jags just seems, that's what they like. They like those type of players. He's actually small for that defense. He's only, he's not even 290. No, what I mean is, though, like, they like oh, those yeah. hybrid, because he, he can line up inside. Well, they got the speed rusher He can line up outside. Yeah, yeah you got Josh Allen, power he's rusher, Epinesa, Taven Bryan. Of both. Would... He's more of a power rusher, though. More of a power rusher, but he's fast as fuck. Um, and then 10, here, now you get your O-lineman, uh, the oh. Browns, Tristan Wirfs. Between him or Jedrick Wills, but I think Worfs maybe, maybe fits better if with Judy's available because they really might no. trade OBJ. Nope. I could see that. Nope. I could see that. Got Juice, got Njoku. I mean This is this is the deepest receiver class of all time. You don't need to over smart. you don't need to overdraft one. You can get a guy in the third or fourth round that can well, still be a superstar. Know, the guy that was projected like, to be number two halfway through the college year, probably gonna be a second rounder. Oh, will almost definitely be a second round. I'm just saying that's how deep it is this year. It's just so what they got. Yeah, Higgins, Rugs, Rugs, Justin Jefferson. I mean, those are your five like first rounders. And then Uh, Justin Jefferson at LSU. Yep. And then you go into all the other guys. Like there could be eight of them in just round two alone. Uh, I went with Wirfs because he's more of a mauler, and I think that's what the Browns are going to want more. Like with Chubb running it, I think they need a, more of a hard-nosed, trenches-type guy over Wills, who's a little bit more agile. I don't think that really fits Cleveland's style. They like those Joe Thomas beat-you-up type alignments, so I went yeah. with Wirfs. Not, so, not those Ray Rice beat-you-up types. No. You mean the Joe Mixon, Jeffrey Simmons types? Exactly. No, definitely not them. Um, 
yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll do, we will do an episode, a mock draft episode again. I've already been talking to Dan from Dan and Tony Sports about that. I'll have to formulate my draft board here. So we will definitely do that again, probably in like late March would be my guess. That's fair. Draft season. Season, S-Z-N, draft season. Um, but it's exciting. I mean, the senior bowl is going on right now. The combine's in a couple weeks. You know, that'll change some things and then the top ten will look different. Maybe Jordan Love jumps to a... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I wish the Dolphins would go ahead and make that trade already, though. The report is they're going to make it early, like the Jets did a couple years ago. Like, when they moved... Like, it was, like, it's February, and they made the trade, and they moved. I don't know what the report is. They're trying to get Burrow. I, I don't Um, Chris it. Greer said that they're likely going to move up, so... To three. And obviously like not Greer. one, but... Chris Greer seems smart. Right. So, yeah, you move up to three and get Tua. That is smart. I mean, you don't risk first. you don't risk the Chargers yeah. or the Raiders or Tampa coming not, up and jumping you. It's like fifty and taking your QB. Trubisky, they traded the farm for him. He didn't. Yeah, but know, Trubisky's did, not Tua. Some, you know, Wentz somewhat did. He he made it. He made let them get to the Super Bowl and then obviously got injured. Yeah. Uh, Flacco, I didn't trade for Flacco. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Goff. Yeah, that 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 that's that's half and half. Yeah, you can jump up two spots. It's not a big deal, John. They have enough picks. They can do it. They need a quarterback. It doesn't really matter what else they do in the draft. Any, they can have a hundred picks if they don't take a QB. Doesn't matter. They're still not going to be good. And do you, you really want them waiting and getting a lesbian and next they're, year? Yeah, they're not going to get no <laughs> the lesbian. So a lesbian in Miami. <laughs> not a great recipe. No, no. And no. they're never going to get a top three coaches pick. Are going to get them confused for a female. That too. Yeah, Tom Brady leaves. That division could be open. I mean, cause, because the Bills could regress. It's because Josh Allen. Jets could go either way. Ex- go either way that's what I mean. The, you know, that division could be open. You get the right people in there. I mean, I don't think it'll happen next year because they need to fig- right They need to decide what their identity is going to be. Like what type of team they're trying to build. I don't think they have any clue yet. But that's understandable because they don't have the personnel to make that sort of decision. You can't say, like, oh, we're going to be a team that stops the pass when you don't have anyone that can do so outside of Xavier. You can't, oh, we're going to, you know, power run scheme when you don't have a running back that can do it. So they they can't decide what team they're going to model. Are they going to try to be like the Niners? Are they going to try to be like the Rams? Are they going to try to, you know? Can't wait for free agency. Because they don't have anyone. We need to do like a projected free agency thing. Yeah, Yeah, we uh, can do that next episode. No, I I I think they're going to get Melvin Gordon. I think they're going to get Brandon Scherf. Those to me Scherf are almost has, locks. Yeah, Scherf has I a think lot you guys of I could see Ngakwe definitely going there. In order for them to acquire free agents, the guy has to want to play there. No, it's more money. They guys don't give a no, fuck where no, they play as long as they're getting paid. Weather, no, no you you're going to tell me Melvin Gordon who held out for money gives a shit. He sure, just Melvin wants to Gordon. get paid. And Gakwe just wants to get paid because he's like, get me the fuck out of Jacksonville, but, but I like Florida. Yeah, he's still, yeah. Maybe the ball, he, Ngakwe the box, maybe. Brandon Scherf's like, I was on the Redskins. Dolphins can't be that much worse. Give me some money. Yeah, but he's got a lot of suitors. New York, Minnesota, well, they don't got money. Not yeah, I mean, I, I'd say the Jets and the Dolphins are, will be like in a bidding war for Scherf. I think he ends up in Miami, though. I mean, I don't know if they're willing to spend like that, I think they're gonna be more penny pinchers. More. Well, I mean, they're gonna no, spend, they're gonna. Not, they don't have any money to spend it on. They only have to lock up Howard. It's not like they got. In, they have they investments. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna spend their money wisely. They're not gonna. That is wise. Uh, getting a fucking all pro guard who can anchor the run game is not wise. He's getting up there when he's like twenty eight. 
Yeah, he's like 27, 20. Yeah, but he, yeah, the guards especially can play until they're 34, 35 at a high level. It's not like you're getting them for two years. Fucking you give him a four year deal. Chris drafts him every time for fucking one year. He's like 39. Peters. Well, he, yeah, but he's a tackle. But yeah, like. What were age? 38. I mean, also, he's a tackle, but. Yeah. They move a little more, too, so I don't know how they even last that long. I mean, not all of them do. They don't really take heavy contact. Um, they all right. To, to the left, to the right. Guards it's real more. fucking easy to move your arms, though, dude. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're they're not paralyzed. Yeah, but they. Uh, last thing, shift gears. We're done with football. Done talking about sports. We're gonna talk about Eminem, the rapper, not the candy. Oh man, I was say I see your blanket out there. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, he just dropped a surprise album last week. Best thing that's happened in 2020 so far. Surprise album. Didn't let anyone know. It's just uh, it's there was rumblings, you. but very low rumblings that he was working on something, and it was rumored that it was a work in progress. I guess I'll and then he was just kind of like. Hey, here you go. There was rumbling, stumbling, fumbling. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Oh, that was there Nobody. it is. Circles of wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills. There it is. Um, so what we're going to do for Ranks for the Memories, which is the same thing we've done just with a new cool Fall Out Boy-inspired name, is uh, do Eminem songs. So I have my list. Alex has his list. Chris submitted a list for us. He was nice enough to and do that John for us. Do no, I ain't doing it. You know, I oh, told I'm you I didn't sure. expect John to oh, no, do any homework. Oh, no, I just want to make sure that it's... Um, do you want to play some of the songs after we go through our list? That you can do if you want to feel important. Um, Alex, well, I guess we'll start with your list. So it's ten best Eminem songs, two honorable mentions. I'll start with my honorable. Have mention. to be Eminem songs was the only parameter on here, not features and not like D twelve or Bad Meets Evil songs. Okay, so for my honorable mentions, I kind of went off of the. <sighs> No features thing because it's an honorable mention, so fuck you. Um, my honorable mentions were Kill Shot. Um, I don't want to say put him back on the map per se, but I mean, it's a great, it's a great song. It is it was one of the best diss tracks ever put out there. And at that point in time, M was really not doing much. And then for whatever reason, okay, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here. Try not why to, we people, have 17 minutes, but go why ahead. Why the fuck do people continue to come at M and try to like? Diss him, you know, get in a rap battle with. Have people not learned? Well, I'm smart. Well, it's the same. No, it's not that. It's the same people that. It's the same reason that people would like. You'd start a beef with like Floyd Mayweather. It's for notoriety. Like if you are gonna it's start a bad notoriety, because then the, your career's done. I mean, yeah, it's good. And negative publicity is better than no publicity. Yeah. Is it though? Because after yeah. M comes at you, your career's done. Machine Gun Kelly completely switched genres. All well, people go listen to your music and then decide afterwards. Um, they listen to the music to hear what you say and then you have M come back at you and then you, st- you, you st- don't put out another song. Doesn't matter. You still get the listen though. You still get traffic. You still get, you still get traffic on your website. It's just it's all publicity. And then my honorable mention number two, and it probably would have made the list except for the fact that it's literally brand new and fresh. Would be Godzilla. That was just uh, the amount of times that I've listened to that in the last week is fucking. So Kill Shot, Godzilla, your honorable mentions, gotcha. So, we will start at number 10. Number 10 for me was Sing for the Moment. Uh, The bottom half of this list was really difficult. This whole thing was difficult for me. It literally gave me a headache. 10 through 5 was fucking hard. Um, Once I got, you know, towards the top and took out some of the other 
seeds here, so to speak. It got a little bit more easy. So Sing for the Moment at 10. You know uh, that one, right, John? This one, I'm not sure it got the notoriety as much, but this was one of my personal favorites, uh, Like Toy Soldiers. That's good, but... Um, the flow of that one, that was just phenomenal. Uh, eight, Haley's Song. Seven, Cinderella Man. Really? Yeah. That's one of my least favorite songs on that album. That's my favorite album of his. Uh, six was Rap God, simply because, you know, that... It was the first time he set the record. Um, top five. Mockingbird at number five. Mock. Number four, <laughs> When I'm Gone. Just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice. Yes. Number three, Till I Collapse. Number two, Real Slim Shady. And number one, which, if it's not number one on all of our lists, I'll be extremely it's Probably not on mine. Lose Yourself. You like you like that one, John? Lose Yourself? Does that mean yes? You already fucked that up. Um, like 15 years. Yeah, I mean, I thought going into this, I was like, damn, my list is probably going to be way different than everyone else's, but most of yours are on my list, too. Well, so I tried to balance my personal preference with the impact and, you know, the popularity and things of that nature. I tried to make that balance. <laughs> Yeah, I spread... Towards the lower half of the list, I really favored more my personal preference, but once I cracked, like, the top five... Yeah. At that point, I had to also take into more effect the... Popularity. Popularity, yeah. the notoriety, the cultural shock, so to speak. I spread my list out, and I was, like... I put, like, all of his singles, and then I took, like, songs that aren't as well-known, but that I really like, or that I think, like, are better songs than some of the singles... Like, I wanted to put Say Goodbye to Hollywood on my list because it's one of my favorite songs of his. It, I ended up, like, taking it off of my list because I didn't feel like it fit, but that's, like, one of the songs I really wanted on my I'm going to go through Chris's list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Okay. Uh, so his honorable mentions, one... Okay, so I've heard of them both, but I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you how they go. Um, the, his first honorable mention is 97 Bonnie and Clyde I'm more familiar with 03 Bonnie and Clyde yeah, by Jay-Z uh, and Beyonce I a, I a, but I know that that's a big pivotal early Eminem track um, and then he went with Infinite as his second honorable mention which again isn't one that I'm uh, super familiar with um, Chris's number 10 is Godzilla I want to hear 97 Bonnie I'm not mad at that. The only reason it didn't crack the list is simply because it's literally brand new. And it's a week old. Yeah, I mean, I really, I really wanted to put it. But on it has there. Juice World in it. Who gives up? Who the fuck's <laughs> listening to that song? Going, dude, I really love Juice World's part. Over your love. Sorry, Austin. Suck They're my both, dick. both rising. Um, Chris's number nine is the way I am. I think John knows that track. Well, yeah. Okay. I don't know what you know. Um, Chris's number eight is Love the Way You Lie. His number seven is Rap God. Number six is The Real Slim Shady, which I think is low. That, that makes the rest of the inch, the, yeah, the inch, the list oh. very interesting. Number or maybe it was personal. Number five is Kim, which is more controversial, I think, than anything. I think it's more of a controversial song than it is, like, an actual good song. Um, See, the weird thing about Kim for me is, like, obviously it, it is a song, but it, it right. feel like it. It right. felt more like 
scripture that was just turned into a like, word. Like it sound it oh, feels it got that feel more some like shit like Edgar Allan Poe would have fucking written as like a poem is like because I say Edgar Allan Poe because it's dark and twisted, um, but it doesn't have that feel of a song to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I think "Kill You" is great and like that's a great song, but like I can't put it on my list because it's but, so like. It's so controversial and so, like, vulgar. Again, that's another, you know, attribute towards M is that he's writing poetry. Well, yeah, that's most rappers attempt yeah. to do. There you go. Uh, I was about to say. There his number go. four is Stan, which I'm not even going to, I won't even acknowledge. Uh, number three for him, Sing for the Moment. Really? Number two, Lose Yourself. And his number one Eminem song is Without Me. Uh, and then he said, I went with culture and songs that kept him relevant through each release. Godzilla makes the list with the new record being set and now assisting with making yet another trending album. Uh, for those who don't know, if you're listening or John, Godzilla set the record for most words spoken in 30 seconds. I think he said 293 words, I believe it was. Uh, I don't I remember, but the in, previous record in, was set by him, too. 293 so. words in 30 seconds um, at the um, end of that song. That's your favorite album, Scott? Um... They weren't all short words either. My list here, my so my honorable mention, my first honorable mention made your list, made Chris's list. That's sing for the moment. Uh, that one was close. That I was tried to close. get it into the that top one, ten, but then I was just that like that one in Godzilla, where the only reason Godzilla did not crack my list is because it's brand new. That's the only reason it didn't crack. My second honorable mention, I think, was on yeah, it was definitely on your list. Didn't show up on Chris's. Was when I'm gone. Like, which, I, that song's just so good. Like, it, it's, it's, that song's great, but, like, just couldn't make my top ten. Sing for the moment when I'm gone. I'm surprised Till I Collapse didn't crack. Chris, yeah. My number ten That's is, my number ten is Godzilla. Okay, so I wow. guess I could have, fuck me. So to answer your question. Yeah. Fuck me then, right? To answer your question, yes, John. It, it's, that, that whole album's incredible. That's probably the best yeah, song from the album. And the fact that it sets the record, like, to me, is enough to put it in the top. I think it'll continue to rise beat, as more people hear it. A single? No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's but no one does singles anymore. Like, um, I mean, "Darkness" is a single. That's the one that like he put out as the first single. But my number nine is "The Way I Am," which was also Chris. Chris and me have the same ten and nine. Godzilla and the, I think "The Way I Am" is like that was like the first song, like when I started listening to him that wasn't like super animated because like my name was is fun... was like my name is also didn't make my list like my name is his classic because it's like his first big single to put him on the map and it's got the you know it's like a slim shady but i don't think it's that great of a song it's it's like it's a fun story but it's not that great yeah. of a song um but the way i am was like whoa this guy's like serious because like you think he's like kind of funny and not that serious that's where he's falling off the building right and then the way yeah and then the way i am comes out and you're like whoa um, number eight is Chris's number one. That's without me. I couldn't have this list. Like I was like, am I gonna leave off without me? But like, you, that song's so good. Like, I mean, I did. It, it's so like it has so many like fun things in it. Like the two trailer park girls go round the outside. What does that even mean? Um, I don't know. <laughs> number my number seven is love the way you lie. Uh, because one, it's a really good song. Rihanna kills the the hook on that track. The music video is incredible. Recovery is my favorite Eminem album, so I had to have really some representation. Yeah, I've said this like a million times. Yeah, you probably have. But then again, we all know I don't listen. True. 
Uh, my number six is Till I Collapse. Thank you. Which is actually a song I probably didn't even know until like five years ago. See, I got And then I heard I got, everyone else talk about it, and I was like, I gotta listen to this Till I Collapse, and now I listen to it oh, like really? twice a week. I got fed a steady dose of that in high school, because that was, uh... Um, because it wasn't like a single. I didn't have his no. CDs, so it was like I really only knew the singles, and then like... We both know you didn't have CDs anyway. Downloadable content. Well, yeah, but... So, like, there were only a few non-singles that I would really know from each album, and for some reason Till I Collapse just slipped through the oh, cracks for me, and then I listened to it, and I was like... Everyone keeps talking about it, and I was like, oh... This is why I got it. Now I literally listen to it at least once a week. I would Dude, say. The beats so fucking killer. Um, and a great Nate Dog hook. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. My number five that somehow didn't come up on anyone else's list, but maybe it's super underrated. But it's incredible. Is not afraid. Which was popular opinion. I'm not again. Recovery, my favorite album, but like not afraid is so good. Like, I just felt like that was one of the best singles he's ever put out. Like. Uh, number four for me, and I wish I could make this number one because it's literally probably the best song he's ever written, in my opinion. That's Mockingbird. That's fair. Like, I love that song. It, like, that's as real as it gets. Number three for me is The Real Slim Shady because it's probably, outside of Lose Yourself, it's probably like his biggest song. Yeah. His biggest hit. And it's great. And it, Everything about that song is great. Number two for me is Lose Yourself. Hmm. Because it's Lose Yourself. Like, how can it not be? And, John, you know my number one. It's Stan. It's my favorite hip-hop song of all time. Any artist. So, of course, it's my favorite Eminem song. Three very different lists. I like it. Is it Bracket Bone? No. That's surprising. That's his punishment for not being here. You didn't tell him. No. Oh, no, we messaged the group. I mean, he saw it. Yeah, I mean, if I put something in a group chat, like, I'm... Not saying don't submit one, but one. yeah, like, but I think it probably would have been similar to Chris's. So sometimes with the white people, like it's so similar <laughs> that it, you know it doesn't need to get all of them. This, uh, is, this is one of the first times where the list was extremely like normally when we do this, like the top five for us are usually all the same, but maybe in different orders. This was kind of all over the place. Maybe I mean, the, Chris I and I had the same number two. At Lose Yourself. He had Stan at four. I had Stan at one. He had Without Me at one. I had Without Me at eight. He had Real Some Shady at five. I had it at three. Chris Chris and I's list pretty similar. He had Love the Way You Lie at eight. Yeah, but I mean like <coughs> seating for them. Yeah, he had Love the Way You Lie at eight. I had it at seven. He had The Way I Am at nine. I had it at nine. He had Godzilla at ten. I had Godzilla at ten. So, I mean. Eight, eight, seven, eight, seven. Those are pretty similar. And then you and I had. Similar. I mean, we both had Mockingbird in the top five, right? Uh, yes. We both had. Was my number five. You had Lose Yourself one. I had it two. So you know that's pretty. I think you had Real Some Shady on there, right? That was that was my number two. And that was my number three. So I mean, it's pretty similar. We both had Till I Collapse. The biggest omission, I think. For me, like I'm surprised not afraid didn't come up on anyone else's list. I'm not a huge fan of that song. Um, that was a weird time for, like, for him. Because. Drugs? Uh. No, but at Relapse that point, was so, well, yeah, but Relapse was so terrible. Like, at that point, and I kind of hate to say it, but at that, that point, he, it seemed like that album and the songs that were coming off of that album seemed to be him trying to conform more to the mainstream rap game at that point instead of being true to well, himself. Well, it's the same formula that he used to get on the map ten years prior. 
You think about it. So was my name is, was this, you know, was it to get him like this was his comeback because he was like so irrelevant. Okay, Relapse was so. Years. I mean, we made you was one of the stupidest songs I've ever heard in my whole life. That whole relapse album, crack a bottle, let your body waddle. Like that's a Relapse that's is such a stupid album. I feel like not afraid. He was like, let me get something that's like mainstream that's gonna get on the radio. Same with like love the way you lie. It also is a great message about domestic violence. So I mean, it's good overall. John, what would your number one be? I have no clue. That's like a Lincoln Park. I have to do some research. Want me to do the Lincoln Park top ten? Yeah, but you. Yeah, but if I said to you, what know. Eminem song do you like? You're you would name I mean, all the all the, the the ones you named like obviously i know them as soon as you say it right so it's like, like I, everyone I like to you know stands great lose yourself yeah, is I've great never been a top, i've never been saying in top five in my book i got it's a good story I real like some it. shady's great yeah the way i am he's falling off a building or whatever like you yeah. said well, yeah, this is, this is real good and then the, the one with rihanna is really good love the way you are yeah when i'm gone i think you like mockingbird i don't i can't put mockingbird I can't, I can't think of it. Like, I always think, <laughs> dumb and dumber. Um, <laughs> I don't know when our next episode is going to be, listener. Cause four months. It might be four months. Um, I'm going to be homeless, so it's going to be hard to find a place for us to <laughs> gather. And uh, I guess we can go to like, the library or something. Oh, but uh, we will we'll do like NFL free agency next episode. Um, probably talk more stuff about like the draft season. <coughs> we can talk about Justin Herbert if you want, John. I'm starting to come around. He's still not... Uh... He's not going to be good. Maybe like a, a Josh Allen. Like, not, not like, like... Yeah. Yeah, similar player. Not as big, though. as thick. What? Justin Herbert's huge. Like, thick? I thought he was just tall. He's tall and built. He's huge. I mean, that work, I'll get you to the playoffs. It's a winnable... Being huge? Yeah, being that play style. But, I mean, he needs to be more accurate, Josh Allen. But... Um, that's pretty much it. Any last words? We've got a minute left. I got nothing. Motherfucker! All right. Well, now that's the explicit. Thanks, John. I definitely got some. I know. No, you did. It's fine. Um, All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening.